Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo esports podcast. This is episode 16 for the week of April 17th, 2018. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and this week I am joined by who is now wearing a Halo World Championship 2018 Finals t-shirt, Will, a.k.a. Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you today? Well, I'm fantastic. I am doing great as well. That's good. That's good. Welcome back to uh, frozen Minnesota. Thank you. It's fucking hell out there. Yeah. I mean, the roads are fine, but just seeing the snow irritates me. Yeah. I can... I Especially, you came back from Seattle where... Was there snow? No, it was raining the entire time though. Okay. Or drizzling. Like there was never a there was never a moment where it wasn't wet. That's okay. what I'll say. Okay. That's what I'll say. Will. Yeah. We have a big show today. Probably going to be our biggest show, period. At well, as of this world season. The reason why is because, and I've talked about this on Twitter, when we get into the world's post show, which is gonna be in a little bit. We will be covering every single game of every single series of every single day of the tournament. This includes group play. This includes the winner's bracket. This includes the elimination loser's bracket. I wanted to say something about that. What's up? The first game in the what they say is the elimination bracket. Yes. They had labeled as loser's bracket on the stream in a little tag on the left corner. I think it's because of MLG. You think so? I think so. Okay. I think their other tournaments have losers brackets. I think yep, because if you go to MLG's website, but we'll include the we'll include the bracket link in the show notes. But if you go to it, um, it's an MLG link, and I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure it says losers. Okay, because it, it did it changed after the first couple of games in the losers or elimination bracket, however you want to state it. Sure, it it changed to just elimination. Okay. Well, all right then. And it definitely does say, say losers. I just checked just to make sure. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because, believe it or not, we actually have things to talk about before we get into the world's post-show. Will, what is the first segment we always start our show off on? We always start with... Media. Yes, in fact, we do have Mania this week. But Will, it, the world's happened. Why is there roster mania? It doesn't matter that world is happening. Psychotic Gaming, a couple of its members could not travel. Okay. So Psychotic became Berserker Esports, and I believe they picked up Noble and Bullet, and they became Berserker. So don't, not sure. It wasn't really clear what happened. I believe they stated on stream um, that there was just some travel issues. With a couple of the members of Psychotic. So yeah. We have um, this team newly formed. Only practiced a couple times I heard. And they made it to Worlds. So let's see how they perform later on in the show. (laughs) The next segment that we have is Will's Adventures Within the Haloverse. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) About that. With Worlds happening this weekend i played some multiplayer games on thursday with some friends didn't get into halo 2 yet but it's gonna be happening i promise you i will not let you down on this one it will it will come it better come better come soon all right 
Next up, we have the news. Well, but before we get in the news, oh sure, what's up? Let's 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 change it up since there's no Uh-oh. Will's adventures. What about Josh's adventures in Seattle? Ooh. Oh, it <laughs> rained. Yeah, you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was really fun. Um, it, when I get to the shout outs portion of the show, I'm gonna shout a few individuals out specifically, but. We, uh, Natana and I, Natana being my wife, we hung out with a few listeners of the show, um, the entire weekend in Seattle. So that was really cool to talk to them, to hear about their thoughts, their experiences, what they thought about the tournament. We shot the shit a lot. It was great. It was a great time. Um, like I said, we'll get to the shout out portions of that in a little bit, but also the food was really, really good. Um, are you talking food at the event or food in Seattle? So I heard the food at the event was shit. Okay. Um, I did not partake in the food festivities at the event. And uh, so this happened at CenturyLink Field, right? Event Center. CenturyLink Field Event Center. Correct. Was it the, you said that was concessions. Was it concessions from the stadium or was it? Something uh, tells me no. Okay. Because based off of what other people have said, um, I think, uh, I think it was Justin LaFleche who said that the chicken tenders, like all the food had been already made and it was maybe just sitting under a warmer or some shit. Oh, okay. So it wasn't fresh at all. Gotcha. And apparently it tasted bad too. But That's unfortunate. The restaurant food that we had was very delicious. Somewhat expensive, but very delicious nonetheless. I mean, they have all the regular stuff too, but if you want to go to like decent restaurants, food is very good. So definitely recommend that. Um, I will say this. Driving was not the most fun experience in the world. And also, something funny to note about Seattle's roads. So you know how... I don't know how it is in a bunch of other states, but I, based off the Halo events that I've been to, so Burbank, California, Denver, Colorado, and now Seattle, Washington. And in Minnesota, let's just say road-wise, we all have like just white lines right? Lines dividing lanes for roads. Seattle has bumps. Like little bumps in the road. Actual physical bumps. Physical bumps. You will feel them when you go over them. Interesting. They have the lines as well, but to go along with the lines, they have the bumps. It's fucking weird. But hopefully it means people won't like just get over in other people's lanes when they don't mean to. Maybe that's a deterrent of that i have no fucking idea why they have the things the way that they do but that's just something that i noticed while i was there that was really weird um architecture in seattle is gorgeous um i'm not going to sit here and explain everything but there is one view in particular that blew my mind um it was just going across a bridge and there were beautiful houses all around uh across an island and absolutely beautiful i wish we had something like that i wish we had more stuff like that in minnesota i guess you could say um but no, all in all, I thought Seattle was great. Uh, I would not want to live there. Uh, I know that our buddy Jordan had contemplated moving out there. Yes. But based off of my firsthand experience there, I wouldn't want to move out there, to be completely honest. Um, maybe it's just because I'm biased, but I like Minnesota for the most part. I hate the winters. The but winters that's get it. long here. Yeah, but they're bad. Um, but no, Seattle was good. Thank okay. you for asking. What about... The event center itself. Great. The whole thing. The whole thing. The setup. Was yep. it easy to navigate? Easy to get around? Yes. 
in in the event itself, it was very easy to get around. Um, if you're coming there for the first time and you're driving, like we were, um, the roads can be a little bit confusing. Even with like Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever GPS device you use, it it can get a little confusing with how windy the roads can get and how how many different lanes there are to get to different segments of the highway. Like different entrances, different exits, there are everywhere. And so while that was a little bit confusing, the event center itself, very easy to navigate. They had everything clearly put out there and it was a great venue as well. Awesome. MLG did a good job. Would you, I mean, we know they do a great job. They did the best. Out of every, out of the events that I've been to, DreamHack included, MLG put on the best Halo event that I have seen. They have put on the best Halo events that I've seen spectating wise. Even just watching at home. They put on the best event, period. Yes. I'd agree. They had, um, myself, I watched from home camera angles were great yep they had um the crowd interaction was great from what what i heard the crowd going wild they had they had a, more of the crowd noise than i've seen in past broadcasts yes that was one of the big things they were going for based off what i was hearing from other people yeah so it was oh that was cool to see from home um we kind of don't know where halo esports sits right now we don't. And We're going to talk about that next week. I'm really hoping that MLG comes back. That's all I'll say. Yep. I agree. 100%. If they don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I have no idea what to expect if they decide not to come back. Again, we'll talk about this next week. This is one of this is going to be one of our big segments for next week. But yes, I do wish they come back as well. All right. We ready for the news? Let's move into some news. Let's do it up. One piece of news this week, um, because believe it or not, the World Finals happened, but... Tox, if you guys don't recall, was the old, well, is the old Optic, which is the old CLG roster that have stuck around. They are the, they were the two-time reigning world champions, and they actually have come out and said that their org is official. Tox is an official esports organization right now, and they have some hot sponsors to go along with it. Do you want me to read it, Will? If you want to, go ahead. All right. We'll do it up. So, you know what? I don't want to read the whole entire article because it's long-winded, but GameStop is one of their sponsors, which is huge. Yep. That's like the first... I haven't seen that. I don't. I haven't seen that in a long time. GameStop being a sponsor of the, not even a Halo team. But when I saw that, I'm like, okay, these fuckers made it. Like, they, 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 there's a reason why they're at the pinnacle that they're at, right? Yeah. And the fact that they have had to deal with what they were given with this whole optic situation that happened that yeah. we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. The fact that they just come out and they're like, you know what? We're going to partner up with, um, what is it? Rev slash XP, a leading esports talent management marketing agency, and they just decide we're gonna make our own. We like the name Tox. We have this. We're a great group of guys. We have great people around us. We'll just make our we'll make our own organization, and they did just that. Going into worlds, make their own org. The jerseys look sick. Great sponsors to back them up. I think it's awesome. 
and hopefully, I mean, hopefully the roster stays the same moving forward. We'll have to see and speculate about that later on, but pretty cool to see that happen. Good for them. Anything you want to add about that, Will? Before no, just, we move on? Uh, good for them to pull it together and decide to kind of go on their own. It might be a little bit of a difficult decision to not jump on with another organization that's already established and exists. I feel like it's uh, a risk to jump on with an organization. Maybe you might not know how it's all going to pan out. I wonder if anybody else offered them anything. We haven't heard anything about that. No, we, we didn't hear about any other offers coming in, which is strange because they were such a hot team going into this tournament. Right. And it, if anything, they were guaranteed top two. Like no matter what, based off of based off of what we've seen from previous scrims and if whatnot. At, yep, if you look at the stats, they were almost the top two. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. So maybe we'll get a little bit more information about that later on. But will yes. What do we got for some game battles tournaments? Well, none happened. Oh I, man! Believe it or not, Worlds took place what? this weekend. What's Worlds? <laughs> is that is that a big deal around here? I don't know. I don't get it. We, what we did have leading up to Worlds were some scrims, though. So, Monday, April 9th, Wise Gaming faced off against Maestro. They went 8-4 in Wise's favor. And all the Halo Data Hive, shout out again to Halo Data Hive. All the links will be provided in the show notes, I believe. He did fucking massive work over the weekend as well. So, yes, huge shout out to fucking Halo Data Hive for just the massive amount of work that you do. Oh, my God. Keep going, Will. Next, we had Reciprocity versus Renegades, which went in favor of Reciprocity 10 to 2. Not surprising. Formerly Psychotic Gaming versus Team Immunity went 10 2 in Psychotic's favor. That's actually pretty impressive. If you think about it. Cons- yeah. Top yeah. Top Latin America team. Yep. Right? Going up against one of the top um. Australian? Australian? Yes, one of the top Australian teams. And taking them 10-2. I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, good for them. Um, Where did I... Okay, Elevate versus Oxygen Supremacy. Went 10-2 to Elevate. That's impressive to me as well. Yeah, that's... that Like, Elevate's been flying underneath my radar this entire time. And the fact that they take Oxygen Supremacy 10-2 in a scrim leading up to Worlds... That's pretty fucking cool, too. And here's a big one as well. Envy versus Tox. 6-6 six, six tie. So, I know the the big the big thing about this episode is that we're getting into World's Finals, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk all about that. But, Will, I wanted to just state this real quick. Before any of the real World's hype began and whatnot, we had these scrims that happened. Yes. And when I saw this 6-6, six, six, I just... a a large warmth came over me thinking that envy might actually have a chance here they have learned from their mistakes of splitting up they're working together they're able to get the kills they need to and hopefully they can bring it at worlds and we'll have to see to find out when we talk about that all right on to tuesday april 10th josh all right Sorry, I was put on the spot. Holy shit. We have Straight Rippin' versus Maestro Gaming, 6-3 to three in favor of Straight Rippin'. Next up, we had Oxygen Supremacy versus Vexed Gaming. Uh, only three games played, but it was 3-0 in favor of Oxygen Supremacy. Next up was Tox versus Renegades, 10-2 to two in favor of Tox. No surprise there. 
Straight Rippin versus Team Immunity, 10-2 going in Straight's favor. Again, not surprising. Elevate versus Infused with a 6-6 tie. That's pretty... I mean, like I said, Elevate's been fucking flying underneath my radar. And they put up a tie against Infused, who people are expecting to do big things at Worlds. So... Yeah, when we get into the results of Worlds later, a lot of people were expecting Infused... To break to, like top to six. To break that top six. Yep. We'll have to and see what happens then. Then we have Envy versus Reciprocity. Nine to three going in favor of Envy this time around. Nine to three. Hmm. Boys in blue showing up a little <laughs> bit this time. Let's see if that continues. <laughs> All right. On Wednesday, April 11th, just a couple of scrims here. Uh, Team Immunity faced off against Fable. And that went 7-4 to Immunity. And we also had Wise Gaming versus Fable, which went 10-1 to Wise. What's, what's going on, Fable? You know, they they have a lot of good talent on that Fable roster. And SLG, great individual. So hopefully they're able to pick it up when it comes to the Worlds when we talk about that. And hopefully they can actually win some series. We'll see what happens. But next up. We have the Astro Spartans 4v4 tournament by Team Beyond. We have the results for that. That happened over the past week as well. So it was a 32-team single elimination bracket. And if, not, if I'm not mistaken, 32 teams did sign up. So that's awesome. And here are your placings. Pay close attention to this. First place went to Oxygen Supremacy, taking home $1,000. Second place went to Vexed Gaming taking home $500. Third place, taking home no money, goes to Splice. And fourth place, again, taking home $0, goes to NBBWT, and which they were disqualified because they didn't show up for their semifinals match. Now, don't get your hopes up here. Or don't like think that Splicer out of it because that wasn't actually the full Splice roster. Spoiler alert, guys. So that wasn't the full Splice roster. That I'm just going to throw that out there. People were trying to throw out some fake news. We live in a generation of fake news. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But no, it wasn't the full Splice roster. So just know that. But congratulations to Oxygen for taking home first on that one. And actually, congratulations to Vexed for taking second on that. That's pretty awesome. I want to go back and look at the bracket because I want to know what teams did sign up for this. Um, well, they, lucky for you, I included a bracket in the show notes. Perfect. <laughs> find it there. Actually, along with a, a VOD as well for the entire thing. So go watch the whole tournament Hell if yeah. you're interested. And hopefully Mixer doesn't get rid of your VODs too quickly because, yeah, it'd be cool if that actually stayed there for a while <laughs> so you could actually see it. Will... All right. We made it. It's time. This is it. I've been kind of holding back because there's been a couple of nuggets of information I wanted to say. I feel like I've already slipped a couple things it's, too. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm sure if, if hopefully if, if you're listening to the show, you've seen or know the results of right. Worlds, but we're going to give it to you anyway. And if you haven't watched it yet, or if you're looking for a full recap, what we are going to be doing is we're going to start from the very beginning of the tournament with group play and then working our way through the brackets. So that way you'll know who gets first at the end of the tournament. 
and then we'll break down prize pool um, winnings and whatnot. We're not going to do that at the beginning like we usually do for these tournament breakdowns. So this way you get it top to bottom, beginning to end. Let's get right into it. This is our Halo World Championship 2018 post show. Will, let's start yeah. it off with another amazing segment that we have added to this show. So, in, yeah, in this one, we're going to talk about the groups and a little bit of roster recap. Roster recap. Because we're going to go through each team and just, again, recap which players are on which team here. Take it away. All right. In group A, we have Splice from North America. Consisting of Renegade, Shotzi, Stellar, and Eco. Straight Rippin, also from North America. Destroyed, Musa, Nemesis, and Rami. Fable Esports from the EU with Fragger, Cristola, SLG, and Zuh. And we also have Psychotic Gaming, now Berserker Gaming. I'm just realizing I didn't update this at all. With My bad. <laughs> Atso, Drift, Bullet, and Noble. Oh my god, I didn't even update the roster. Shit. My bad. Woo! In group B, we have Tox with Royal 2, Snakebite, Frosty, and Lethal. Hopefully you know those names by now. Renegades from North America, APG, Ace, Lunchbox, and Neptune. Wise Gaming, another North America squad. With commonly Demon D, Gilkey, and Nebula. And Mind Freak from the Australia, New Zealand. With Berserk, Madzi, Seduce, and Junior. Josh, you want to take on C and D? Of course. Group C consists of Reciprocity from North America. Consisting of Mickwin, Penguin, Snipedown, and Spartan. Then we have Oxygen Supremacy from North America. Consisting of Prototype, Rain, Ryanoob and Straight Sick. Next up, we have Team Infuse from the EU, consisting of Jimbo, Kimbo, Moe's, and Respect. And finally, Maestro Gaming, again from the EU, consisting of Batchford, Flux, Ramirez, and Too Foxy. Too Foxy. Gotta do it. So, interesting note, when Team Infuse was playing, my fiance Vicky came downstairs to my, to my desk. I had the speakers on. And I believe Jimbo and Kimbo were, uh, one picked up a kill for the other and they said both names. And Vicky goes, one's named Jimbo and Kimbo. Oh my God. <laughs> I just cracked up. So I, I'm sorry. I had to put that little nugget of information in there. That's amazing. Thanks for the, thanks for the pro tip there. <laughs> um, then finally of group D consisting of Envy from North America with Trippy, Saiyan, Pistola and Boo Boo Doo Boo. Then we have Elevate from North America, consisting of Arctic, L-Town, Sabinator, and Suspector. Then we have Vexed from the EU, consisting of Riots, Lunny, Quadios, and Snipe Drone. And finally, Team Immunity from the Australia-New Zealand region, consisting of Benno, Vitage, Momentum, and Slays. Should we uh, start this? Like, should we start the series breakdown? <laughs> you got to do it at some point. All right. So before we get into this again, we'll talk about the placings in full along with the prize pool breakdown at the end of the series recap. But, and then also, um, brackets, bracket links, VOD links, everything will be included 
in the show notes of this episode. So go ahead and take a look at that as well. But this is something that I've been waiting to do for a very long time. Um, We are going to break down every single game of every single series from the beginning to the end of the tournament. We took notes the entire all weekend long. And Will, I know it's not the shout out segment yet, but I'm going to shout you out. <laughs> while I was dealing with hotel troubles for quite a while on Friday, you took the reins and you took notes for both the main and Bravo streams for every game that was played. So for that, I thank you. I had both streams up, split screen on one screen, trying to keep an eye on what was going on on both games. Oh my God. And furiously typing away. Oh my gosh. It was, I, I, I didn't catch every little thing. So I am going to apologize in advance if some of these games aren't as detailed as others, but it's hard to analyze and watch two games at the same time. Right. Cut the guy some slack. <laughs> I did my best. He did his best guys. <laughs> he did his best. Will so, start us off. We're going to jump into some a pool play from pool A. And the first one that happened from pool A was straight versus fable. So game one was capture the flag on Coliseum. Fable puts on the pressure in game one. They cap the first flag in only 32 seconds. Both teams cap another flag as the game goes back and forth. Straight is heavily outslaying Fable but cannot capitalize even after Destroyed gets a triple kill. His teammates were not in position to run the flag. SLG was great at staying alive and giving his team a chance. A pivotal moment in the match was where Straight was down 1-2. to two. Destroyed ran the flag to Rocket Side and missed the flag grab to throw it to Red Bend. He was then taken down. Straight was still able to get the flag next to their flag, and Musa, I knew I was going to mess up a name somehow. Musa then missed the flag grab as well to put the flag in. Fable collapsed on the base, stopping the flag cap, and in doing so, counter capped the flag to finish the game. That's fucking awesome. Two flag fumbles. Oh my god. From straight on the red red side of the map there. That's crazy. Which they could have tied it easily yep. if. If Destroy doesn't miss that first flag grab, it's easily capped. The three seconds it took for him to double back and toss the flag over, mm-hmm. just, I mean, they still could have capped it after that. I mean, they still yeah. had positioning, they still had players. But once Fable noticed Destroy went down, they all collapsed. Then Musa misses the flag grab, and it's it's on the flagpole. Like, he just needs to grab it and be there. That's unfortunate. Unbelievable. Unfortunate. So Fable takes game one, three to one. Game two was Slayer on the rig. Fable comes on strong again. Straight went down eight kills early in this match, and it looks good for Fable. However, Straight does not give in and closes the gap around the 25 kill mark. The game was back and forth until the end game, where Straight pulled ahead. Nemesis and Destroyed both had beautiful triple kills. SLG showed his ability to stay alive again, but Straight takes the game. 50 to 42. So SLG is really standing out to me at this point just because he's able to stay alive and his movement was beautiful. Awesome. So game three. Strongholds on Eden. Oh, the score for game two, by the way, 50 to 42 in straight's favor. Series tied 1-1. 
Game three, Strongholds Eden. Triple cap to start the game for Fable. Again, coming out strong. The game was 48-0 before Straight took control. Power-ups play a huge part in this game as whoever seemed to have the power-up was taking control of the map. Fable was looking good to finish the game as they were up 86 with Straight around the 50-point mark. Straight seemed to find their rhythm here as they took control and finished out the game 100-86. to Fable just couldn't find a way to take back control as they were rotating captures before Straight got a trip cap to finish the game. So a lot of back and forth at the end there. As soon as Fable was moving to one side of the map, Straight was on the other, just rotating, maintaining control. So again, Straight takes game three, 100 to 86. Pool play was all best of fives, by the way. Probably should preface that. Yes. Um, So game four, capture the flag, Fathom. Straight caught fire and showed their true power in this game. Nemesis had a triple kill as Straight went up 2-0 very quick. SLG saves the day with a triple kill as Straight had the flag pulled in front of the base. However, Straight was too much for Fable and finished the game in 4 minutes and 28 seconds. It's a quick capture the flag game, especially on Fathom. On Fathom, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I was surprised by that. On Truth, I'd be like, okay, that's pretty understandable. I mean, if you're a top-tier team. Yep. But on Fathom, my God, that's crazy. Good job, yeah. Straight. So it's, Straight takes the series 3-1. to one. Next, we had... Splice versus Berserker. This was one I did not catch all of. But the scores here, it was... Game one was Capture the Flag and Coliseum. I went 3-1 Splice. No surprise. Game two was Slayer on the Rig, 50-38 to Splice. No surprise. And game three was Strongholds Eden, 100-65 to Splice. No surprise. So business as usual for Splice is they dominated the whole match, not slowing down. It, there, these games happened really fast. There was nothing really to talk about because Splice just dominated. It was, I, yep. I, I didn't know what to write down because it was just Splice, Splice, Splice. It'd be something to note if Splice were actually having trouble against this squad. Because then I'd question whether or not they're truly a number one seed. Yeah. And, nothing against Berserker, but let's no. be real here. And in Splice fashion, they were very laid back, just kind of just doing their thing. It almost seemed like, I, I don't want to say they weren't trying, but it almost seemed like they had the me- demeanor of, yeah, we're just going to just do whatever. We're going to do our thing. Sure. And they they did. They they dominated. Um, What do we have next? Straight versus Berserker. So game one, Strongholds on Plaza. Straight came out looking strong but give up a trip cap to Berserkers in the mid-game, which gave Berserker a chance to come back. Straight gets back control, and Berserker could not come back as they trapped on the yard side of map. Obviously, this was one I was just kind of taking quick <laughs> notes on because that did not make much sense. But I got the gist of it. Yeah, so Straight came out strong. Berserkers take control about mid-game. About, and I'm, when I say mid-game, I mean six-minute mark of the 12 minutes. Okay, so not like 50-50? Yeah. Okay. So six, so about the six minute mark, Berserkers took control right. and were starting to come back, but Straight just flipped it and finished out the game. So it, it, the game did end 100 to 61 in Straight's favor. Okay. Game two with Slayer Regret. Berserker goes back and forth with Straight for this match and take a 29 to 25 lead and start to pull away from Straight. Berserker had a 9-kill lead on straight and were not able to hold it as straight 
comes back and takes the win. 50 to 48. That sucks. Just when they were showing some 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 push and some, Signs some kind of, of grit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that really sucks. It does. It does. Game three was capture the flag on truth. Straight gets the first flag cap in three minutes. Berserker is letting Straight run across the map, and Straight seems to constantly be in the Berserker base. Berserker tries to run the Straight flag, and in doing so, gets counter-capped. Straight were able to move around the map more quickly than Berserker, and it shows how much of a difference that can make, as they win the game 3-0. to zero. And that's your series for Straight versus Berserker, Straight taking it 3-0. Unfortunate for Berserker. We'll see if they can bounce back another series that they have. Next, we had Splice versus Fable. I wonder how this could go. <laughs> Game one was Stronghold's Plaza. What is there to say other than Splice dominates again? From the start of this game, you could tell Splice was just too fast and too furious for Fable. <laughs> too fast, too furious! Oh my god, I love the Fast and Furious movies. Thank you for... Not intentionally putting that. Or did you intentionally oh, put that? Oh, it was intentional? <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh my God. Will, yes. Splice wins the game 100 to 24. Game two was Slayer Regret. Splice looks relaxed in this match. A couple members were sitting back in their chairs just playing some Halo. This team looks almost too relaxed for playing on Halo's biggest stage. They take the game 50 to 35. Something tells me they weren't really trying at that point. If you say that, if that's what happened, then something tells me they weren't really trying. Game three, capture the flag truth. Splice gets a quick cap, a quick cap and seems not to slow down against Fable. They keep up the intensity and Fable can't do anything to stop him. 3-0 Splice. You know what's funny too is that I wish I thought these other teams would realize that's how Splice play. They play incredibly aggressive. They constantly put people on bases. That's the whole point. If somebody dies, they throw another person on there. They just keep throwing them until you can't take it anymore. They do it every single time. I have a hot take on Splice. Do you want to do the hot take right now? Sure. Go for it. What's up? When when they're constantly pushing your base on a capture the flag game, yes. they usually push three members. So once they get three or two dead, don't try to come back to your base to try to save that flag, go get their flag and counter cap it. Yeah. Create a standoff and then make them play defense. Right. If you can get that one or two kills on the splice members, like maybe there's one holding back or whatnot. If you can get that one or two kill, you technically have advantage at that point. They may have to stop. Now, splice are a different kind of beast here, but yes. normally a team would stop that potential flag run and start working their way back and trying to get that defense, like you said. So I agree. It's a good hot take. You're on All splice right. versus straight. Yep. Next we have splice versus straight. Again, group play from group A. Correct. We have this broken into each like each group. So, yep, splice versus straight ripping. Game one, capture the flag fathom. No room for straight to move around in the start of the game. Splice is moving too fast and straight can't keep up again. It's a three quick caps for splice in only three minutes and 45 seconds. An you under four minute fathom CTF game. Yep. What the fuck? They, it seemed Splice were able to just move in at will and just take the flag and go. It's, Man. I don't understand. Um, I must have missed the rest of the series because all I have are scores here. <laughs> Game two was Slayer Plaza, 50 
to 32 splice. Game three with strongholds rigs, 100 to 33 splice. See, I don't... Okay, so you know how I gave you that shout out earlier for taking all these notes on all these games? Yeah. Yep. So I I was going to give you shit for a second there, but I'm not going to give you shit because that'd be douchey. What I am going to say is who you have to expect splice to win these games yeah it's a given at this point with how dominant they've been playing at both orlando and columbus if they i'd be surprised if somebody took a game off them based on my the amount of notes i had for the next series yes i think it was a much closer series and my attention went from splice being dominant to hey there's actually like competition over here (laughs) sure We'll get into that one. If it makes sense is the only thing because... (laughs) All right, next we have Fable versus Berserkers. Game one, capture the flag fathom. Berserkers tries to push into the Fable base, but Fable gets a pull and successfully runs it back right away. Berserker, though, gets a quick cap themselves to tie up the game. Fable is is getting constant flag pulls and is forcing Berserker to play defense. The game seems to slow down now, tied 1-1, because both teams are working well together and now not allowing any flags to get across the map. Fable is controlling the railgun and camo, but can't seem to push into the base. Berserker's defense is holding up. The flag returns for, for Berserker are piling up with, with their bend, but don't break defense. Berserker's defense sends us to overtime, tied 1-1. Wow. Halfway through the overtime, three finally go down for Fable when they tried to push into the Berserker base, and Berserker capitalizes with a flag cap of their own. Fable was up 13 kills at one point, and in the overtime period, Berserker was able to close the gap and actually take the Slay lead. 16 flag returns for Berserker in this game type alone, or game this game alone, and they take the win 2-1 to one in overtime. 16 flag returns? Yes. That's why, that's why bend but don't break defense. Oh Fable was God. in their base. Fable was in their base that much pulling the flag, but they'd only get it out in front of the base, maybe around... Right, like out the window. Yeah, out the window. And that yeah. Was, that was pretty much it. But that constant pressure was always there. Oh my god. That's crazy. It must have just been like, one member from Fable, from Fable runs in, pulls it, dies, gets returned. One person from Fable comes in, grabs it, dies, returned. It's that, that it had to have been the constant yeah. cycle. It was a cycle. And for like, after that one, after those two quick caps in the beginning, mm-hmm. that's what it was the whole game. is Berserker just playing defense, not allowing Fable to get the, the flag across, getting the return, and kind of just resetting and doing it all over again. That's crazy, man. My God. All right. So moving into game two, Slayer on Plaza. Overshield gets burned right away, and the sniper falls into Berserker's hands to start this game. Berserkers jump out to a 20-16 to 16 lead and are showing some life at the Halo World Championship. Berserker is holding up and takes a 10-kill lead at the halfway point on this map. So again, at the six-minute mark, they're up 10. I don't have the exact kill score. Um, at that point, Berserkers just do not let up. They actually were applying the pressure this game, and they take the win 50-33. to 33. It's a convincing win for yeah. Berserkers as well, especially coming off that uh, that first map. Yeah, where that's that it was, it was kind of a flip where Fable had the constant pressure in game one, berserkers had it in game two yeah and where where the pressure from fable in game one didn't even lead to anything worthwhile yeah berserkers pressure in game two led them to win the game which is pretty cool playing it the way it needs to be played smart moves 
Game three was Stronghold's Rig. Berserkers get control of camo, scattershot, and rail to start the game. Oh my god. They also take control of the strongholds. Fable seems shaken as they are scrambling to get some sort of map control. They finally get a couple strongholds and catch up to Berserker. SLG gets on the railgun and turns the tide for his team as they were able to get a trip cap. Has Fable finally woken up on this Saturday morning? Fable plays great defense and holds out to finally get a win against Berserker. 100-40, to 40, Fable. Good job on Fable and collapsing on that because that first sentence, when Berserker gets hold of everything yeah. on the map, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it was, uh, um, like I said, SLG was making plays with that railgun. He was sliding, jumping up, getting kills. It was it was something to watch. That's awesome. I lost my spot. Here we go. Game four. Capture the flag on Coliseum. Cristola uses a plasma grenade and launches rockets over to him to start the game. It was a sick move. You don't However, see it very often anymore. No. And actually, it kept happening this game, too. That's Every badass. time the rockets came up, someone would, they call it combat evolved yeah. as the metal. Yep. So, um, however, he only gets one kill before he gets spotted and taken out. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cristola. Cool, cool move Fuck. to get, he got the rockets in a very cool way. He just right. couldn't hold on to them. Um, even though Fable still gets a flagpole and, and the run is only stalled when Berserkers tries to get a counter cap. Fable is able to return their flag quickly and go up 1-0. After some back and forth, Fable is able to get a second cap. Fable then gets a quick third pull and gets it back to their base. Berserkers get a quick pull themselves, but Fable shuts it down and finishes the game. 42 kills that for Fable to Berserkers 40 that game. So the slaves were staying even. Fable just had better map position and control and was able to get the caps. Just goes to show you that kills, having the most kills doesn't mean shit. It's about getting the right kills at the right time. Yes, exactly. Yep. So we go to game five. The first game five of the Halo World Championship 2018. Slays have been close in all of these games so far. Here we go. Berserkers start out hot and jumps to a quick seven kill lead. Snakey gets the second camo after the first one was burned and they are slowly crawling back in this game. That being Fable. All of a sudden, Fable is within two kills after being down by 10 earlier. Berserker turns out, up out of nowhere and surges ahead by 17 kills. Just when it looked like Fable was starting to get momentum, Fable can't seem to fight them off and Berserker take home the win. Congratulations to Berserkers on taking out Fable in that pool play. Yeah, coming into the um, the tournament, I would have thought Fable would have had the upper hand on them. It did go to game five games. Sure. But yeah, good job to Berserker. I agree Especially... With you being formed less than a week before Worlds. Right. Now, I believe a lot of these players have played with each other before. Yep. A lot of the top two teams kind of just keep rotating players, but still. Well, I mean, based off our roster manias for like four weeks in a row, that's exactly what it was. Yep. With Latin America, it was one member would go here, one member would go here. Oh, they came back, blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. Nonetheless, being formed and not having much practice consistently. Right, Fable, take, take off game. Fable. That's good or stuff. Series. Next up, the last match of Pool A was Straight Rippin' versus Splice. You can only imagine how this is going to go, but I'll read it for you anyway. 
Game 1 was capture the flag on Fathom. Teamwork from Splice is on point from the beginning of the game, leading to a first cap and map control. Cap number 2 goes in just as easy as they continue to control the map and active camo. While the third cap looked to start as a standoff, it was Splice remaining dominant and winning Game 1 with a score of 3-0 in only 3 minutes. Another 3-minute CTF Fathom game. Man, how good those notes sound when you only have to focus on one game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And they're only going to get better. Uh... Game 2 was Slayer on Plaza. Shotzi starts Game 2 with some incredible sniper kills, and while straight keep trying to get any form of control, Splice is never allowing it to happen. Eco gets a killing frenzy, which is 10 kills in a row without dying. Mid-match, and while straight finally started showing signs of light near the end, it was too little too late, as Splice win 50-32. to In the final game, yes, I just gave it away. Again, it was a 3-0. Who would have guessed it? It was strongholds on the rig. Straight get an uncontested active camo immediately at the start of the game, but Shotzi didn't care, in the slightest, as he quickly takes out that player. At that point, it was all splice all day, with active camo, map control, and a triple cap. Straight were trying to get any points they could scrap together, but splice proved that they were not messing around, winning the game 3, 100-33, and the series 3-0. So unsurprising to everybody... Splice are dominant in pool play. What do you know? Who would have thunk it? Will. What do you got for uh, pool B? So start out pool B. We have Renegades versus Mind Free. I missed the first game. <laughs> but the score shows that Mind Free couldn't do anything against Renegades in Stronghold Plaza because it was 109 in Renegades' favor. I mean, you only get nine points. That means you held two strongholds for a few seconds and it was quickly switched back. Um, game two, Slayer Regret. Mindfreak kept it close to mid-game, which was actually the 20... I remember this one was about the 25-kill mark. And all of a sudden, Neptune went on a 12-kill streak and Lunchbox went on a 14-kill streak at the same time. From that point, it was over. Mindfreak couldn't do anything. Poor Mindfreak, man. Oh, my God. I mean, they were... If I remember that that game, it was they were in it. They were close. They were they were having good rotations and all. And then those two players just turned up and it was Jesus. over. Jesus. Game three capture the flag truth. Renegades get all three flag caps in three minutes again, and Mind Freak just can't hold hold their own. Renegades obliterate Mind Freak. So you're telling me that Renegades mind fucked Mind Freak? Pretty much. Jesus Christ. 3-0. Three flag caps in three minutes on CTF Truth. I feel like these capture the flag games are not like just getting drug out at all. At least in pool play. My God. It um I think it just goes to show the the skill level of some of these teams compared to the, the other. Yeah, like the skill gap between yeah, them. The skill gap. Yeah, That's a good word. Um let's see. From Pool B we had Wise Gaming versus Mind Freak. Game one was capture the flag fathom. First flag cap went to Wise Gaming, even though they started off a little shaky. Wise at the halfway point through the game was out slaying Mind Freak by 13 kills, but still only have one cap. Again, you need the slays in the, in the right spots. Mind Freak are doing a good job of playing defense again. And Mind Freak finally gets a cap with two minutes left and is still playing that good defense. The question is, is, can Wise break it? Nebula misses a flag grab and loses six seconds on a flag run that could have sealed the game. 
Luckily, they were able to get the cap, but that is a mistake that could have lost them the game against the more established team. It was. I, the, the six seconds it took him, he he like tried to slide, jump, and grab it, and the jump launched him. So he had to come all the way back for it. Oh, and shit. I don't know if Mind Freak just didn't know where the flag was, if they were on a bad spawn or what, but they should have been able to collapse and stop that run. Right. It just didn't happen. Why just put it in? Unfortunate. All right. Game two was Slayer on Plaza. Wise Gaming locked down the map and around the halfway point through this game, we're able to pick off Mind Freak until the match was over. And that's basically what happened. Um, it wasn't, there wasn't much competition. It just seemed like Wise were able to just pick their shots and that was it. Uh, 50 to 37 Wise. Game three, strongholds on the rig. Mind Freak starts out with two strongholds and grabs 19 points before Wise takes control. Mind Freak was able to grab control for only short periods of times before Wise would shut them down. Wise was able to control, control all the power weapons and Mind Freak really couldn't get anything going. 136 in favor of Wise. It's unfortunate for Mind Freak. Yeah, you'd like to see a little bit better showing from them. He was one they they were one of my uh upset teams that I was thinking for my personal bracket going into this tournament. But based off their performance, it doesn't seem like th- that prediction was going to come anywhere close to being true. And the uh and this gets talked about all the time is that Unfortunately, these regions are kind of sealed off during the year. Right. They don't really practice against higher competition. They are the best in their region. They, they've established themselves, but it's obviously showing that they they need more practice to face these other regions. And Hopefully, these other regions impact. will give them the practice that they need, too. That's true. That's what I'm hoping to see happen moving forward. We'll just have to wait and find out if any of that actually comes true. What do you got for the next series, Will? All right. We got Tox versus Renegades. Game one was capture the flag on Fathom. Tox caps in just 25 seconds. Holy crap, this game is moving quick. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Tox grabs a second flag within the next couple minutes and goes up 2 0. While Tox is concerned with Neptune having camo, APG is able to run a flag across the map. Renegades are not rolling over for Tox and are giving it a good fight. Tox, however, does put away a third flag and takes game one. The um the AP the APG and um Neptune duo duo there was great because I think Neptune knew he was just basically sacrificing himself to get that flag run. Sure. He got camo and he moved to the opposite side of where they were running the flag. And Tox they they did. They turned their attention to that camo player rather than the flag. Now, it didn't cost them in the end, but still kind of interesting to see them be more concerned about camo than the flag runner. Maybe against these top tier teams, they try to get some sneaky plays in that they weren't just expecting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is how you're going to have to try to get ahead against these top tier teams. All right. Game two was Slayer on Plaza. Renegades stay, stayed even with Tox. Renegades are somehow taking the lead on Tox. Tox were down by 10 kills, 39 to 29. During the listen and their call out sounded unsure and not as calm as usual. Even though Tox made a good push at the end, Renegades held out and finished strong, 50 to 45. Congratulations to Renegades taking a game off them. I was, uh, during that listening, I was surprised at how 
they they did. They literally seemed confused on their call-outs. They were stumbling over their words. They weren't they were calling out like the wrong area. Wow. Which was That usually never happens no, for them. I was they were shaky on like it just seemed like they were un, very unsure of themselves. And I didn't know what was going on. It did not seem like your usual talks that game. Wow. Maybe Renegades were trying some sneaky ass plays. No, I think so. Um, however, game three, Stronghold's rig. Frosty gets the first overkill of the weekend to start this game off with the railgun. Oh, and shit. tears Renegades a new one. Oh, shit. Tox grabs a trip cap and are steamrolling the beginning of this game. The steamrolling continues. Frosty is on fire. And Tox takes the game 100 to 5. They were not happy with losing that game. Nope. And we've talked about this before where Tox goes like, what the fuck just happened, guys? Reset. And they just take over. Yep. And this they, is- they just win. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, game four, capture the flag in Coliseum. First flag cap comes in from Tox's first minute of the game, and Frosty continues his hot streak from the last game. Tox is then up 2-0 in the first two minutes, and Renegades are able to slow it down for a little bit, but Frosty is hitting insane sniper shots, and it seems Renegades can't get anything going. Frosty gets another overkill, and that's the end of the game. Tox runs the flag with almost no resistance and wins the series. One overkill per game? Holy shit, dude. Oh, man. They had Renegade's number then as soon as that fucking Stronghold's rig game started. Oh, boy. Yep. They uh, they 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 turned it up. They're like, that's not happening again. No, that's crazy. The next series in Pool B is Tox versus Wise Gaming. Game one was Stronghold's Plaza. Tox is just too good. The Slays were close, but Tox showed that they know how to play objective. They're controlling the pace of the game and getting in the fights they want. They take the game 100-39. to Slayer on Regret. Tox comes out strong, but Wise ties up the game 30-30. But Tox says, no boys, this is our game, and turns up as they do, finishing the game out 50-40, to only allowing, you know, going 2-1 in the last 20 kills of the game. Tox says, no, boys. <laughs> That's what it felt game. like. It was like a switch. It's like that switch. <laughs> yep. We've talked about it multiple times. It's, it's, it's fucking funny. All right. Game three was capture the flag truth. One cap in one minute for Tox. Wise does counter in just a couple minutes with a cap of their own and ties the slays at 19 at that point. Tox gets the next flag cap after a short flag standoff. While Tox is heavily favored, Wise Gaming are not going quietly. Tox gets another pull shortly after capping their second flag and are able to run it back. Demon D made a mistake by not pulling Tox's flag when Tox had Wise's flag on their side. And Tox gets an easy put in for the finish. He, Demon D. Fuck. Demon D was standing in the Tox base with their players coming around the corner. He could have pulled, he, he could have pulled the flag yeah. and threw it out front, but he waited for them to come to him and then it was a three on one. Where he could have, maybe it would have been a like it would have been a last last ditch effort, but he could have pulled their flag and tossed it. There and, must have been some lack of communication on Wise's part, because if you think about it, yeah, the easiest thing to do is just pull the flag and get it out of there. Mm-hmm. But maybe, like I said, maybe there's some lack of communication. Maybe he was expecting his teammates to show up to help in that team fight. And then it turns out, no, they may have been dead or they just weren't around. And then it turned into that 3v1 scenario yeah. and he got fucked. Yeah. So, yeah, Tox takes the uh, that series 3-0. Well, 
Can't say I'm not surprised. True. Because, uh, well, it, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's Tox. It is Tox. I was hoping for more from Wise, though, in that regard, but who knows? Next up was Renegades versus Wise Gaming. Let's see if Wise can make a comeback here. Game one was Capture the Flag on Coliseum. Gilkey, calm down! Snipe, a- snipe after snipe after snipe. Unfortunately for Wise, though, Gilkey's snipes didn't lead to any early flag caps, even if they were some insane plays. With five minutes left on the game clock, it is actually Renegades finally putting in the first flag cap. Not one minute later, Wise strikes back with a flag cap of their own. With two minutes left, Renegades gets flag cap number two. Can Wise step up with so little time remaining? When APG gets triple kills, it doesn't bode well for Wise. Renegades win with a score of two to one with the game clock running to zero zero. So things are, I mean, Gilkey went fucking off at the beginning of that game. Hitting shots that like top tier teams would dream of hitting. And the fact that a flag cap didn't come from it just like made my heart sink. They just couldn't get the pressure. They couldn't get it. They couldn't continue it. They couldn't rotate on spawns, I guess. But game two was Slayer on the rig. Renegades take the early lead and keep it all the way through the 36 kill mark. Wise are going to need to slow things down and try to bring this back. But unfortunately for them, Renegades keep up the pressure they are known for and win game two with a score of 50 to 33. Game three was Strongholds on Eden. Wise, not happy with their performance thus far, take an early triple cap and lead the game 62 to 13. With Rockets, Active Camo, Overshield, and Triple Kills going in the favor of Wise, they maintain their lead and finally win the game 100-35. All it took was for them to get literally everything. (laughs) Game 4, Capture the Flag on Fathom. Wise carry that Game 3 momentum and crab the first flag cap. Renegade answer back with a flag cap of their own, tying the game 1-1. With five minutes remaining and lots of flag pulls later, Renegades put in their second cap and take the lead. When one team scores, the other answers right back. Wise put in their second flag cap and tie the game back up 2-2 with only three minutes remaining. And with that, we have a flag standoff and overtime to end the game. And it is Lunchbox with a clutch camel play that allows the rest of the Renegades roster to collapse on Wise, getting all four dead, getting their flag returned, and ultimately winning the game 3-2 and the series 3-1. Something quick to note about that. I gave Lunchbox some shit during this game. Because when he had... I'm talking about this clutch camo play. He made the right move. When I looked at it, I'm like, why the fuck didn't he do what I'm about to say? So he grabbed camo. He went into into the Renegade's base. They get the flag carrier dead. Okay? So it's just sitting there in the base. He has camo. He He can just as easy go in sit on the flag while his teammates come in and try to clean up kills and get that easy return. But instead, instead of going for that easy return, he goes for the second kill, which means that his team team then has numbers advantage. Then they're able to get the return and everything just goes in their way. So he made the right decision. It was just, I, like me being stupid, thought, if you have camo, why not just sit on the flag? But made sense. So good for him. Will. You got the last matchup in Pool B. Take it away. All right. It, it is Tox versus Mind Freak. Game one was Capture the Flag on Coliseum. To start the game, Frosty ran past everyone 
on the bottom side of rockets and straight into the Mind Freak base. Mind Freak, however, stops Frosty and gets the counter cap to start the game. No fucking way. It was shocking. You know that's how Tox opens every CTF on Kali game. They yeah. skip rockets every time. What I was surprised is they didn't they didn't skip rockets. Someone still went up rockets. Frosty oh. went just straight through. Well, that's what I'm saying is they usually always send one person past rocks, doesn't pick them up, goes right into the enemy's base and tries to get numbers advantage. Then another player grabs rocks. That person that's in the base grabs flag and they start working their way back. But the fact that you just said Mind Freak was able to stop that shit and get a counter cap on top of it. Oh my good God, that's awesome. Yeah, because basically they stopped both members on the rocket side and then ran the flag back. It that's was fantastic. Fantastic. So Mind Freak are playing Tox well, as Tox are not just running away with this game. But the skill gap is shown, again, at the six-minute mark. Um, Mind Freak start missing some shots, and Tox takes in two flag caps within a few minutes. They finish out the game three to one in Tox's favor. So Mind Freak were playing them well for the first half, and then at that six-minute mark, it just seemed to fall apart again. Unfortunate for Mind Freak. I really want them to just like hold their own and really keep up the pressure momentum and actually take a game. I really do. All right. Game two was Slayer on the rig. Mind Freak takes control of Snipe and Scattershot to start the game and jump out to an 8-3 lead over Tox. Tox does not panic as they are one of the best and closes the gap and take out, take the lead at the 15 kill mark. Mind Freak does tie the game at 31 after being down 6 and eventually takes a small lead. The game goes back and forth all the way to the end and everyone has to be shocked Mind Freak is staying in this game. Tox does eventually close out the game though, but letting Mind Freak get close to a win has to be concerning moving forward. 50 to 48 Tox. So it was literally... It was back and forth, you know, like it was 48, 47 Tox and it just kept moving up until Tox closed it out. But where was, where was this mind freak in previous matches? I know it's the fact that you're holding your own against the number two seed in the world, in the world. Where the fuck were you guys earlier? Oh my God. Then my bracket wouldn't have been so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving into game three. Strongholds on Eden. Mind Freak gets overshield and rockets and are the first to get points on the board. What I'll say about this series is Mind Freak had strong starts in every single game. They, they were in the lead to start every single game. They just weren't able to maintain them. The strongholds go back and forth until Tox finally grabs control and go on a run up to 64 points. Mind Freak is only able to get 27 points before... Uh, Tox gets a trip cap and runs away with the game. 127. Tox. That just deflated every hope that they had right there. Yeah. After having that close of a game on the Slayer yeah. and then just getting destroyed in the Strongholds game. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. All right. That does it for Pool B. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're halfway through the pool games. We are. Moving on to Pool C. We have Oxygen Supremacy versus Maestro Gaming. Game one was Strongholds Plaza. 
Oxygen Supremacy had complete control throughout the whole game. Ryan Noob and Straight Sick both had a great game. That's all I have for this. I'm assuming it was short notes, two screams going out at the one time. I caught what I could. I like how you justify this for every single time you have not a lot of notes per game. Because that's exactly what happened. But the, look at it this way. The the listeners are probably thankful that there's not a shit ton of notes for this. Because we're just rambling and going on. Right, but I will say this. When we took the Twitter poll, okay, we, we put a Twitter poll out there. What did you guys want to see? Did, or hear, for that matter. Do you guys want to hear us do the, the recaps like we usually do, where we include just like three major series? Or do you want us to do all of them? And... I think there were 14 votes and the majority were, we want the full one. We want the full breakout. So God damn it. We're giving it to you. <laughs> All right. Moving on to game two. Oh, by the way, 113 in that strongholds game for oxygen supremacy. Slayer regret. Maestro had some bad solo pushes, but rallied back around the 30 kill mark to only be down four kills. Oxygen had better teamwork and was better at setting up for weapons, which gave them to the advantage and eventually won them the game. 50-41 to 41, Oxygen Supremacy. Game 3 was Capture the Flag on Truth. Great team shooting from straight at the be- in the beginning of the game, and no-, no one can get a flag pull as Maestro had great individual efforts to stop the rushes from Oxygen Supremacy. Ryan New makes a great individual effort to get a touch on the flag with a millisecond left on the return and runs the first flag back completely by himself. Holy shit. It was, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, go check this out in the VOD. It was amazing. It looked like it was about to be reset and he just barely got there. The fact that nobody could stop him. And then he just, yeah, ran it back by himself. There was no other. I think he took out a couple players and was able wow. to get to the flag. Good job, Ryan. Yeah, he was making some plays. Maestro had a great save when their flag was in Oxygen's base. Um, I believe they got a couple members dead. Pulled the flag, and the, but Oxygen was just too strong and reset it. They take the game 3-0. Well, unfortunate for Maestro. But, I mean, I guess we'll just have to see if they continue that way within the rest of the pool. Next up was Oxygen Supremacy versus Team Infused. Game one was capture the flag on Coliseum. While the kills from each team remained nearly the same, it was Infused who were able to play the objective very efficiently and quickly put in the first two flag caps. Infused finished the game off in 3-0 fashion, and again, the kills remained nearly the same the entire time between both teams. So again, like we've talked about multiple times, it's not the kills that matter. I mean, it's not the amount of kills that matter, it's getting the kills that do matter. Just the individual. Making those plays. Game 2 was Slayer on the rig. Infused start off Game 2 very hot, taking an early lead, but Oxygen weren't too happy with that previous performance and end up tying the game up 13-13. From that point forward, it was neck and neck for both teams. It wasn't until the 35-35 kill mark that Infused get both the sniper and active camo control and finally take the lead. Oxygen answer right back, bringing the score to a nail-biting 49-48. Jimbo finds the winning kill with an amazing snipe, winning the game 50-48. to And if I'm not mistaken, that amazing sniper kill was... Um, Jimbo was back bottom catwalk over by Nest. And he just thrusts over, finds somebody like hunkering by some stairs, just pokes him right off. And it was crazy. He was through just a little, little cubby there. Little cubby hole. It was perfect. Um, game three was Strongholds on Eden. 
And Fuse start off Game 3 with both the Overshield and Active Camo getting early map control and taking the game into their own hands. Infuse continue their dominance to win the game with a convincing score of 100-36, winning the series 3-0. This win guarantees Infuse top 8 within the tournament and ends up sending, oxygen, uh, sending home Oxygen Supremacy, ending their tournament run. Now, I don't know if that actually like coincides with what I have else here. Nope, there's another series with Oxygen in it, but I added that after the fact, so go ahead, Will. <laughs> Sorry. You ruined the snow. I know. Um, I knew things were going to be out of place here, but I just tried to keep the pools like. No, I understand. Yeah. Next, we have Reciprocity versus Team Infused. Game one, Strongholds on Plaza. Reciprocity takes all the power-ups to start the game. <laughs> Reciprocity had relentless pressure holding a trip cap for most of this game as well. Reciprocity also outslayed Infused by 22 kills. Infused lost a lot of their 1v1 battles, which left them at a huge disadvantage. Reciprocity was able to collapse a lot and keep that constant pressure. They won the first game 122. <coughs> game 2 was Slayer Regret. All 8 players go bottom to fight for Overshield and Jimbo comes away with it. Infuse has control of the power-ups during the first half of the game, but Reciprocity keeps the game close. Reciprocity ends up pulling away at the midpoint of this game to go up by 10 kills. Infuse made a great effort to come back at the end, but Reciprocity holds it together and gets the win, 50-42. to 42. That was crazy to see all members jump down for that overshield. Usually you send, you know, two or three or surround it. They all were just going all in for it. That's crazy. Game 3, Capture the Flag Truth. Reciprocity grabs camo and gets a quick cap on Infused. Again, individually, Reciprocity is winning all their battles. Infuse seems to be a bit off with their shots, just missing those final headshots, leaving a lot of Reciprocity at, at that one shot. Reciprocity go, does go up 2-0. Infuse then gets a cheeky pull and runs the flag back. Infuse gets a second pull, but moved the flag just a bit too slow and gets stopped. Shortly after, they regather and run, run together and tie the game. Infuse gets another pull, and the run gets stopped in their window, so close to getting the return, but Reciprocity was able to land spectacular shots. Infuse gets three dead and runs the flag all the way back. What a comeback. The teamwork seemed to pick up for Infused in this game as they were able to take the win. So a lot of back and forth flags going back and forth at the end. It was crazy. Infuse was able to clutch out the win. Good to see from them. Game 4, Strongholds Empire. Statistically, this is Infuse's best game. But Reciprocity also has an, um, an approximate 65% win, win rate. Thank you, Halo Data Hive. Control keeps going back and forth for the first few minutes of the game. It's a brawl in the pit. Infuse <laughs> takes control and goes on a nice point run, going up 58 points. Infuse does a great job with power-up control. And Reciprocity finally gets control of the two strongholds, however. They get to 34 points, but Jimbo wins a huge fight in the pit again to maintain control. But Reciprocity is on the surge. Reciprocity brings it back, but cannot take a lead, and Infuse then grabs a trip cap. And Team Infuse got to 91 points before Reciprocity takes back control. It's back and forth. At the end, Infuse got to 99 points, and Reciprocity barely caps Pit to take back control. Infuse is unable to regain control, and Reciprocity takes the win in such a close game that could have went either way. Oh no! It was sad to see. It was. Oh no! Um, so when, so yeah, Infused had 
like 80 points to like reciprocity's 90. They take back control. They get up to 99 before reciprocity takes it and then reciprocity finishes it. Ah, it's it got to be heartbreaking. It was sad. So yes, infused or I'm sorry, reciprocity takes that series. 3 to 1. Next we have Team Infused versus Maestro. Game 1 was capture the flag on Fathom. Maestro surprisingly goes for goes toe for toe in the beginning of the game with Infused. However, Infused comes away with the first flag cap. Maestro keeps trying to pull the flag, but without having a plan, and keep dying for no reason. Oh God! Even though Infused goes up 2-0, Maestro is is keeping the slays close. It was not enough as Infused wins 3-0. So yeah, they would just again send one person in, pull the flag, and there was no setup, nothing. It was just try to get back. It's, it's like what Fable were doing before. Yes, it does. Sending it, one it, in, dying, getting returned. Sending one in, dying, getting returned. It seemed that way. It definitely seemed that way. Um, game two, Slayer on Plaza. Jimbo runs to Overshield and gets it untouched to start the game. Infused has been able to get this game to the pace they would like and are holding a steady lead throughout the game. Infused's strategy seems to be to sit back and let Maestro come to them and get the kills. Infused are good at playing their own pace, but let's see what happens when another team pushes the pace. They do take that game 50-32. to 32. Smart strat. When you have lead, don't push it. Yep. They were, I mean, if you, don't, you don't need to push it. You don't need to. Yep. Uh, game 3, Stronghold's rigged. Maestro comes out a bit stronger and hangs 32 points on Infused, but Infused comes right back to get a trip, ta- trip cap and take 32 points themselves before Maestro gains control. Infuse grabs another trip cap on them and they're back in control. Infuse maintains control and that means Maestro needs to beat Reciprocity to have a chance at staying and hope all teams end 2-2. Josh already spoiled that. I did. I ruined it for everybody. Fuck. (laughs) My bad. I have another. I'm going to finish out Pool C here. Yup, you have a lot, believe it or not, so get ready. I didn't know I took this many notes. Buckle up. Reciprocity versus Oxygen ga- Supremacy. I almost said Oxygen Gaming. What am I doing? <laughs> game one was capture the flag on Fathom. A quick cap comes in from Reciprocity within the first two minutes as they had control of Railgun. At the six-minute mark, we have a flag standoff. Slays are going back and forth until Reciprocity is able to get the kills they need to get their cap. Within the next minute, they have their third cap and the game is over. 3-0 Reciprocity. Game 2. Slayer on Plaza. The game was relatively close until the 15-kill mark when Snipedown went off, getting a triple kill and then Spartan grabbing the sniper, and the pressure would not stop. Reciprocity closes out the game with relentless effort. 50-33. Game 3, Strongholds the Rig. Penguin goes off and Reciprocity is rolling through Oxygen. This is the level of play I've been looking for from Reciprocity. Finally, they are showing how dominating they can be. Oxygen Supremacy does not get a single point. 100-0. Fuck, dude. Now, when we get into the later series, yeah, Reciprocity are playing on a whole other level this tournament, for sure. They finally woke the fuck up. Yes. From Orlando to Columbus to now, they finally become what we expected them to be. Yeah, it always seemed that they were just missing something along the way. And yes. I, it, they finally showed They finally showed it here. 
You got one more for Pool C. And we have Reciprocity versus Maestro Gaming. I wonder how this one's going to go. Game one was capture the flag on Coliseum. It seems Reciprocity isn't going all out in this matchup until Snipedown gets the sniper and makes some great shots. At this point, Reciprocity goes up 2-0 on flag caps. Reciprocity gets a few more slays and gets the final cap easy. 3-0 Reciprocity. Easy peasy. Game two was Slayer on the rig. Reciprocity takes control of this map from the start and seems to easily traverse the map and get kills at will. Maestro's, Maestro Gaming did bring it within two kills at one point when it was 15-17, to 17, but Reciprocity were too much for them and closed the game out 50-31. to 31. Game 3 was Strongholds Eden. Spartan shows pro poise with rockets as Reciprocity has had control of the map and Stronghold since the start. He was moving well with them. He wasn't just firing at the first person he'd see. He would switch to his pistol to finish, pe- finish people off and really save those rockets for a moment when he needed them. Awesome. Good to see. Um, it seems there's not much Maestro can do. The individual skill and teamwork from Reciprocity is exponentially higher and this matchup is showing it. 127 is the final score of Strongholds Eden. Who would have thunk that one too? Sorry, Maestro, but you're out of the tournament. Deuces. All right. That does for Pool C. Moving on to Pool D. The final pool matchups. Let's get it. Elevate versus Vexed Gaming. Game one was capture the flag on Fathom. Elevate came to play, getting back-to-back flag caps within the first few minutes of the game. Vexed wake up slightly and get a cap of their own. Elevate keep up the pressure and are able to get in a scrappy third and final flag cap, winning the game 3-1. to one. Game 2, Slayer on the Rig. Vexed, knowing the strength of the Elevate roster, wisely make the choice to drop the sniper off the map when pressured. Even when snipe, even with snipe off the map, Elevate continues to lead 20 to 15. Sabinator gets a triple kill, and Elevate continues to maintain the lead 35 to 27. With Camel and Snipe in the hands of Arctic, he was able to secure the win over Vexed with a final score of 50 to 38. Strongholds on Eden for game number three. Incredibly back and forth, with up to the 40 point mark. It was Vexed who take a commanding lead of 74 to 44. With both power-ups burned, Elevate bring the score right back to 74-74. What was almost a major game-changer, with Elevate getting both Overshield and Rockets, that player was actually assassinated and the game looked to be going the way of Vexed. Fortunately for Elevate, the rest of the squad was ready and nearby, securing the Rockets once again and also snagging Camo. That allowed Elevate to secure the win with a score of 193 and the series 3-0. Again, now, Vexed, okay, we can talk about this how, like, in a little bit, but Vexed really didn't show up for me at all at this tournament. But that doesn't go to say that Elevate didn't either, because, like I said, they fucking flew under my radar throughout this entire thing. And with how things continue to go, you'll see why. All right, next we have Elevate versus Immunity. Game 1 was Strongholds on Plaza. Immunity starts with a trip cap. Elevate finally gets a point, but Immunity racked up 42 points before they could get two Strongholds. Strongholds go back and forth for a few min- a few times, and it's Elevate with a surge getting 87 points off of Immunity. Elevate comes back and wins 100-72. Game 2, Slayer on Regret. 
It's an 11-5 start for Elevate, and it seems they won't look back. Immunity just didn't seem to have what it takes to hang with this Elevate squad. 50-28, to Elevate. Game 3, capture the flag on Truth. Elevate seemed to have a guaranteed flag cap, but for some reason took too long to move the flag and lost the run when they had three, muni- three members of Immunity trapped on one side of the map. Immunity was able to play some good base defense, but Elevate still got a flag pull. Immunity stops the run and Elevate's base and got a counter cap off of them. Game tied 1-1. I must have missed the first one in there somewhere. Elevate seems to be off during this game with their weird flag runs. <laughs> okay. And just don't seem insane. <laughs> Computer issues, I'm sorry. It's okay. Elevate finally do get a decent run together and get their second cap. However, the mistakes they have made during this game will not fly against other teams in this tournament. Elevate does not get does get the final flag once they get three dead on immunity. Their last two flag runs looked better, so hopefully they make the correct adjustments for the rest of the tournament. Elevate beat immunity three out. I expected that to happen. Yes. Because immunity didn't show up at all. And I said this before and I'll say it again. I think immunity rode on the coattails of Mind Freak coming into this event. They they didn't seem like they were a formidable force whatsoever. And I think it was even oh man, was it Wonderboy? I think it was Wonderboy who said that he thought that out of the 16 teams that have made it to Worlds, immunity is the worst. So I mean, good job for Elevate. I expected it to happen, but yeah, I'm sorry, Immunity. All right, next we have Envy versus Vex Gaming. Game 1, Strongholds Plaza. Envy pulls a trip cap and are showing why they are a top 4 team. Envy seems to be on point. During the listen, Envy was calm, cool, and collected. Their skill shows as they dominated Vex 100-8. It's convincing. Very convincing. Game 2 was Slayer Regret. The boys in blue come out with a 15-5 and five start and are too much for Vexed. Vexed are having a hard time getting off spawn while Envy are controlling power-ups and weapons. Vex looks completely outmatched here. Pistola turned up and closes out the game. 50-24 to 24 Fuck, dude. for Envy. Ooh, boy. Game 3. Capture the flag on truth. Envy again is too much for Vexed. Vexed are not able to use their power-ups effectively and take any control with them. Envy showed the damage they can do and easily defeat Vexed 3-0. I know not much detail about the games themselves, but Envy really just steamrolled them. And not only that, but again, we talked about it. Vex really didn't show up either for this event. So the fact that a top four team just destroys them, I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's expected. Next, we do have Vex Gaming versus Immunity. Oh, hopefully something a little bit more close. Game one captured the flag on Fathom. Team Immunity struggled to get a flag back to their base. In the beginning here, Vex constantly put on pressure on the immunity base. Immunity did not seem to have enough aggression to hold off Vex, and Vex wins 3-0. Slayer Plaza. I might have the wrong score there. I believe you have the wrong score there because it says 50-51. to 51. Shh. We don't talk about these it, types of typos, all right? It says I did not see this game, so I did not see that game. Um, Looks like Vex won, though. Vex did win. <laughs> game three? They won 51-50. to 50. Yeah, we'll just... Game 3 with Strongholds on the rig. Immunity gets 20 points on the board before Vex took took over and starts to accrue points. I am stumbling hard here. It's okay. It's a lot of reading today. Vex takes the lead 21-20, but Immunity swings a Stronghold in their favor and take the lead back. Immunity is showing they are not ready to give up. 
Immunity gets to 60 points before Vex can get control back themselves. This game just keeps going back and forth. Strongholds keep changing hands as the points climb. It was Vex, though, who came out on top in the end, holding on to the last set of strongholds just long enough to finish the game 190. So I think this just goes to show that Immunity is the worst team. Yeah. That or um, not pretty much that or Maestro at this point. But, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because we we wanted the most amount of competition we could possibly get out of this tournament, right? Yes. And we have what are supposed to be the top 16 teams in the entire world. We're not talking about North America here or Mexico or like in each individual region. I'm t- in the entire world, like, I feel like some of these people just didn't show up to play. That's what it felt like. And frankly, I'm kind of upset about it. I don't know if that's because I'm, I had my time had to be boosted two hours ahead because now I'm back in Minnesota or maybe I'm just angsty, but man, I wanted more competition in this tournament. These three O's, when we get to the best of sevens, you'll see what happens, but it's like, oh, some people feel like they didn't come to play. It, uh, again, is the skill gap from region to region just that much where they can't hold their own or maybe they, they think they're playing at the top tier, but they're really not there? Sure. Like, what's, what's happening? I want to know. I don't fucking understand, man. But I hear where you're coming from. It's just like, come on, guys. <laughs> Give me something more, please. All right. Another series. Another series. Envy versus Elevate. Game one, capture the flag on Fathom. Within the first minute, Envy gets a flag cap. They are showing fantastic efficiency in the beginning of this game. Envy gets their second flag pull around the eight minute mark of the game and they run it all the way to the base. Elevate stops them just for a second as it's a base race. Envy wins the battle though and goes up 2-0. At this point, Envy is dominating the map and not and it's not looking good for Elevate. But Elevate does show some life and gets a flag cap out of nowhere. 2-1. Elevate are starting to win some 1v1 battles. Envy needs to get back to team shooting. Saiyan does get the railgun and is doing some damage. However, he turns it over and Elevate are showing some patience and skill. Elevate get another flag cap with rail in hand, but Envy does get the last one in a quick run and almost almost untouched across the map. 3-2 Envy. Game 2 was Slayer on Plaza. This game was tied at 13 until Trippy got the sniper. Uh-oh. They started to run away with the game and opened up a 15-kill lead. Elevate, though started to wiggle their way back and started to get control of the map and get to 10 and get 10 kills to Envy's one to bring the game 25-31. The next round of power-ups though goes to Envy. With Overshield and Sniper, they go on another run and pretty much take the game as they go up 41 to 30. Envy continues the dominance and closes out the match. Trippy went 14 and 5 and is was really on point. 50 to 34 was the final score going to Envy. Oh, okay. Game three, Strongholds Rig. Oh my, this game went back and forth and Elevate shows they can hang with one of the best teams in the tournament. There were were constant rotations and both teams made great plays. Elevate comes out on top and actually outslayed Envy 52-48. Let's see if Elevate can make a run. 
Elevate takes that win 100 to 85. Good for them. It's a good map win. Fourth game. Capture the flag on Coliseum. Envy shows a lot of aggression in the beginning of this game and gets a quick capture. A lot of the action is in the Elevate side of the map, but Elevate finally gets forward at around the 9 minute mark and run the flag back without much opposition. Envy gets her second cap after Boobadoobu does some work with the sniper rifle. Boobadoobu then gets the reload on the sniper rifle and goes off, hitting heads all over the map, and Envy gets the third flag and outslays Elevate by about 30 kills. Holy shit! Yep, they... <sighs> craziness! 30 kills? That's... Oh, man. Oh, man. And, like, we keep saying over and over again, like, let's, one of these top teams may lose one map, right? Mm -hmm. And then that next game, they, they're fucking pissed. Or something just clicks where yep. it's like, wait, we, what are we doing right now? Yeah. And then they just steamroll. And that's exactly what that was. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was, that was a crazy, boo-boo-doo-boo. Boo-boo, take my doo-boo. <laughs> he was amazing with that sniper on that game. It was it was incredible. Where are we? Is that the... Nope, All we right. have one more, Will. Oh, we have Envy versus Immunity. Oh, boy, I wonder how this one goes. Game one was capture the flag on Coliseum. One minute, one cap for Envy. This is another match that the skill difference between the two teams will speak for itself. Another minute, another cap for Envy. <laughs> Immunity just can't get out of their base. Envy gets a quick third cap and GG's to Envy. <laughs> oh my god. And it, it says that Immunity got a cap on them. I'm not sure what happened there. But it... Hopefully I didn't get the score wrong on that one when I was copying it over. 3-1. I, I have 3-1 Envy. I, that might be something I need to double check. Okay. Um, game two was Slayer on the rig. I did see some great individual shooting from Immunity, but the skill of Envy is too much. Envy takes down Immunity easily, and there is not much fight left in them. Immunity. 50-24, um, to 24, so didn't even hit the halfway point there. They got staked. Game three, Strongholds Eden. The listening to Envy show that they were very relaxed in this game with their callouts. Their callouts were calm and clear. It seemed Immunity did not have a chance from the start. Envy's rotations, pushes, and the way they prioritized where they needed to go and who they needed to kill was on point. Envy showed their superior skill. 128 Envy. So what you're, what you're telling me here, Will, is that Immunity isn't immune to losing. But um... You, you used a pun. I know, and I fucking hate him. But I thought about it when you were reading that entire series. I'm like, man, this is just, this is pure gold. This is pure comedic gold right uh, here. Except it wasn't he at all. He went there. He went there, guys. I did. All right. Some notable, notable, notable information from the pools. In Group D, Team Immunity did not win a single game. What? In Group C, Maestro did not win a single game. What? In Group B... Mind Freak, being the powerhouse from Australia, did not win a single game. You, what? <laughs> Come on, guys. What are you doing? Um, let's see. So, after pool play, Group D, Vex and Immunity were eliminated. From Group C, Oxygen, Supremacy, and Maestro were eliminated. From Group B, Wise and Mind Freak were eliminated. And from Group A, Fable and Berserker were eliminated after pool play. Unfortunate to see it happen. I wish this series were closer. I guess it's just the way the cookie crumbles. 
But we now figured out who our best eight teams in the world are. And it's time to see who's going to be crowned the Halo World Champion. But before we get into bracket play, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take just a quick break because we've been reading for quite a while. So get up, stretch, eat a snack. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 16 of HTS Pro Talk. We just finished up pool play for the Halo World Championship 2018 finals. And now we are going to get into bracket play. And we're going to start with the winner's bracket. First and foremost, we have winner's bracket round one, which was Splice versus Infused. Game one was Strongholds on Empire. While this was actually a very close game between both teams until the 60-point mark, it was Eco getting a killing frenzy, along with the rest of the Splice roster continually applying the pressure that they are known for and securing the win 100-66. Game 2 was Slayer on the Rig. Where the first game was relatively close, Game 2 is a completely different story. Splice remained dominant, winning with a score of 50-23. Fuse were just not able to lock down any part of the map while Splice were continuing to push. Game 3 was Capture the Flag on Truth. Splice start the game with an incredibly quick flag cap, and then immediately thereafter, they set up a flag relay on top mid. Unfortunately, instead of grabbing the flag from the relay, Stellar grabs the plasma pistol, stopping that flag run. Infused, on the other hand, answer back with a flag cap of their own, tying the game 1-1. Splice decide to give a bottom mid uh, flag run a shot, and they succeed, taking the lead 2-1. Splice then attempt the ever-elusive flag relay once more on top mid, and this time it succeeded. Splice win 3-1, and in less than two and a half minutes. Another quick CTF game. Two and a half minutes. Wow. That game started, and then it immediately ended. They, holy shit. Game 4 Strongholds on Plaza. Infused bounced back better than ever and decided to make this a series, not only winning with a very convincing score of 127, but also completely outslaying the Splice roster. That's awesome to see Infused take a game off him like that. Very uncharacteristic from Splice. Yes, exactly. Game 5 was Slayer on Regret. Infused gained an early lead and maintained it through the 20 kill mark. It was then Renegade grabbing Overshield, which allowed the rest of the Splice roster the ability to get back into the game and take the lead 29-25. While Infused are able to burn the next Overshield, that doesn't do them much good considering Splice are still in the lead, and considerably so. Splice keep their lead and win 50-37. And win the series as well. I'll say if, if Infused wants to be... A top four team. Yes. They're going to have to put up a better fight against Splice. I agree. I agree completely. And then also something to note. Every every series in the winner's bracket and loser's bracket is best of seven. We're done with best of five series from now on. It's yep. all best of sevens. All right. That means we have in round one of the winner's bracket, Envy versus Renegades. Game one was strongholds on Empire. Envy grabs two strongholds and start to score right away. Renegades bring themselves back into the game with a trip cap and tie the game 20-20. But Envy takes back control with the trip cap of their own. Boo Dubu gets camo 
and goes off, getting back wax and kills from the top of the map. Renegades can't stop the slaying power of Envy, and Envy takes game one, 100-20. Badass. Game two, Slayer on the rig. Renegades come out a little stronger as this game is going back and forth. Weapons are changing hands back and forth as well, not giving any team a clear advantage. Boobadoobo had some amazing movement skills over on tower side, causing a distraction and allowing his teammates to pick up some kills. The game was even until a 30 kill mark when Envy pulled away and locked it down. Final score 50 to 40 in favor of Envy. Game 3, Capture the Flag on Truth Renegades get a quick flag cap and go up 1-0. Renegades seem to be a little seem to be the aggressors in this map, consistently pushing the Envy base, and doing so get their second cap. At the 7 minute mark, we have a flag standoff, and Envy needs to stay alive to stay in this game. But Renegades get all 4 dead on Envy and take the game take game 3 without Envy getting a single cap. 3-0 Renegades. Good job on Renegades to step it up in the series and make it a series. Yeah, it was um they they really put the the pedal to the metal and put the pressure on Envy and Envy couldn't seem to cap seem to do anything against them. It was kind of crazy to see Renegades put that pressure on. Exactly. Um game 4, Strongholds Plaza. Boo Dubu sneaks away with camo but quickly gets taken down and Renegades take a quick trip trip cap. Envy seems to be on their heels a little bit after that last Renegade win. Can they turn it around here and show why they are a top four team? Renegades rack up 26 points before Envy takes over Nest and bottom mid start to start scoring. Trippy gets Yard and Envy have a, have a trip cap for just a few seconds before Renegades take back Nest and stop some of the bleeding. Envy gets to 74 points before Renegades get a cap and take some points, but Envy is on top of it and quickly takes back control. Envy gets to 95 points and Renegades take back control. They need to hold on and play perfect Halo to make the comeback. The slays start to go in favor of Renegades and it looks like they might have a chance to come back. And they do. Renegades bring it back and tie up the series 2-2. 195 Renegades. Great game. Game 5, Slayer Regret. Trippy gets a burn on the overshield to start the game and Renegades continue their tear from the previous game, jumping out to a 4-kill lead. As we get a listen in to Renegades, the Renegades comms, they seem a bit frantic, but are still holding a 4-kill lead on Envy. Every time Envy makes a push to come, come back, Renegades hold them off and have jumped out 36-31. to 31. Renegades get hyped as they have win game 5 and go up 3-2. So, before you continue reading on this series, is this the series that Renegade thought were a best of 5? They did. Okay. So... Oh, who was it? Someone stood up and started to walk over and fist bump. I think Envy. it was APG. Possibly. I think it was APG. So yeah, he was all hyped. He thought that you'd beaten Envy. But wait a second. This is a best of seven. There's still more games to play. And here we go. Game six. Capture the flag on Fathom. Envy shows some, some life getting the first cap in this game. Envy's teamwork seems to be better. And this game is... Seems to be better this game and doing a good job with rotations and holding down the map. At the four minute mark, Neptune gets a double kill and runs the flag back almost untouched. The game is tied and Envy needs a win to continue the series. At the two minute mark, Pistola gets a flagpole and runs it through bottom mid to take the lead with time dwindling down. 
I messed up somewhere. I put a wrong team in for the name. Did you? Yeah, because that would have been three caps already. Oh. Trippy had Railgun and made a great play to stall Renegades and teamwork coming in from the rest of the teams solidified the win from Envy. I have 2-1 Envy. I mean, we know the outcome of the series. Yes. So Envy wins game six. Yes. I messed up somewhere. I think... I don't think it matters. Yes. All right. We're good. We're good. Game seven, Slayer Coliseum. In the first game seven of the event, we see both teams coming out playing slow with how much is on the line. As the game progresses, the Slays fall into the hands of Envy and take they take a 35 to 13 lead. Oh, shit. It seems Envy has flipped on the switch and looks unstoppable. What happened to Renegades as they fall fell apart and Envy takes... The game in dominating fashion. That's what you get for celebrating early. I guess oh so. my god. Oh man. Yeah, that's hard. That's really, really tough to come back from for sure. So I'll, I'll say like that's this isn't the end of uh, Renegades in the tournament. So we're gonna see more of them. But good job to them for taking Envy to a best of seven for sure. And. Good job on Envy on able to being able to close that out. All right. Again, in winner's bracket round one, we have Reciprocity versus Straight Rippin'. Game one was Stronghold's Empire. Here we go. Reciprocity, Reciprocity wants to prove they belong at the top, and Straight wants to show that they can hang with the best. Reciprocity jumps out to a trip cap, though, and Reciprocity looks to be on top of their game. Reciprocity seems to be one step ahead of Straight this whole game, trapping them on spawns. Reciprocity held a trip cap for most of the game and gave Straight no chance. 100-2 Reciprocity. That is not a good first showing for Straight here. No. Not at all. Um, game 2 was Slayer on the rig. Game 2, Reciprocity shows no signs of slowing down and again come out hot. Straight makes a mistake going for camo two seconds early and gets taken down just sitting on the platform. Straight, however, claw their way back into the game and tie it 22-22. to Reciprocity pulls ahead, winning most of their one-on-one -on -one battles. Reciprocity shows they can close out the game and not lose composure when Straight battled their way back at the mid-game. 50-41 Reciprocity. Straight starting to show some signs of life here. Game 3 was Capture the Flag on Truth. Penguin gets the camo uncontested as Reciprocity gets two people down and almost, almost instantly. Penguin gets the first flag pull, but in doing so, Straight pulls the Reciprocity flag. After a short standoff, Reciprocity was able to get three dead on the side of Straight and secure a cap. Within the next minute, Reciprocity has their second cap. Reciprocity is heavily outslang Straight, and at this point, Reciprocity gets a clean third cap to finish the game. They win that one 3-0. Straight not showing signs of life anymore. <laughs> game four was Stronghold's Plaza. Straight would need a reverse sweep to stay in the champ bracket. The way that Reciprocity is performing, though, makes that statement seem um, impossible. Reciprocity's teamwork is on point as they consistently cleaning up each other's kills, all while maintaining a two-stronghold lead to remain gaining points. During the listen-in, 
Their strategy was on point. They were calling out where they were forcing spawns and when to push. Great teamwork out of reciprocity gives them the win. 100-6. to six. Yep. Now, we already said that reciprocity appears hot. I'm just afraid that straight isn't showing up. I want them to show up. Our boy, Nemesis, you know him. You love him. At least you better. You better love him. But... <laughs> No, we we want we expect more out of this straight squad. They've been teaming for a little while now. I feel they have that cohesion that they need. They're just not able to close anything off. So we'll see what they're able to do in the elimination bracket. Were you going to add something, Will, or no? I was just, yeah, I was just going to add that I really expected a lot more out of straight. It's unfortunate to see them go down so easily. Right. But man, reciprocity looking really, really, really yeah. hot so far. So we'll see if they can continue that as well. And the last winner's bracket round one matchup is Tox versus Elevate. Game one was Strongholds on Empire. Tox manhandle Elevate throughout the entire game, maintaining a triple cap for damn near half the entire match. Tox win 112. Not much else to be said about that one. Game two was Slayer on the Rig. Elevate get the first camo, but Tox don't care as they just delete the player from the map and gain a convincing lead 23 to 11. A frosty triple kill, and with the rest of Tox doing a great job of just staying alive, they win with a score of 50 to 34. Things are not looking great for Elevate right now. Game 3 Capture the Flag on Truth. Suspector applies the early pressure to Tox, capturing the first flag of the game for Elevate. Elevate then do the dirty work and are being able to uh, get a second flag cap in, leading the game 2-0. Elevate breathes some life into the series and secure the third and final flag cap, winning 3-0. Pretty awesome, considering they were just down in the first two games pretty convincingly, and they are able to take that win off Tox. Let's see how this goes. Game 4, Strongholds on Plaza. When Elevate decides to fight, Tox fights harder. When Elevate secure two Strongholds... Jesus. When Elevate secures two strongholds, Tox secures them faster. Elevate are unable to muster a lead, and even for a split-second triple cap is unable to, sec- unable to secure them a win, as Tox takes it 192. Fortunately, Elevate were able to somewhat bring things back in the late game. Game 5 was Slayer on Regret. Tox decides that this series has gone on long enough, and while Elevate do grab a late game overshield, it's too little too late as Tox win 50 to 42 and the series 4 to 1. Next up, we have our winner's bracket round two. First up is Splice versus Envy. Game one was Capture the Flag on Coliseum. What looked to be a good start from Envy with getting the Rockets, it was Splice who were able to get the first flag cap within the first 30 seconds of the game. Not to outdo themselves, Splice get a second flag cap not 30 seconds later. Envy were unable to get anything going, and it was Splice who take the game 3-0. Things are not looking good for Envy if that's how Splice are going to play this out. Game 2 was Slayer on Plaza. Envy start the game with a fire lit under their asses by getting control of the overshield along with a 5-0 lead. Envy then continued that lead, bringing the score to 10-1. But it was Splice who bring things back into their favor with some great team pushes, making the score 25-22. to When everything appeared to be going in Splice's way, leading during the entire game, it was actually Envy who were able to come in clutch and win the game 50-48. to Game 3. Strongholds on the Rig. 
Envy looked to have shaken the nerves off as they continued to maintain a point lead all the way to the 57-20 point mark. I think I have found the secret to Envy winning this game, though. They play Ring Around the Rosie with Splice, continually rotating and capturing each stronghold while Splice have no idea what to do. Envy actually eventually win it, 100-67. So, this is what I noticed, okay? A top-tier team, right? They'll get two points. They'll usually get... Uh, they'll usually get two points on the map and they'll keep those and they'll focus on spawns around that. And then when they get a few down on the opposite team, they'll go for that trip cap and then switch spawns, whatever they need to do. What envy were doing this entire game where they would get an outskirts, uh, stronghold. They would get a second one, get that two cap, right? So they'd be scoring points. And then instead of technically going for the triple cap, they would wait for Splice to come at them. They would move and just go to the other stronghold while Splice weren't there, cap it, so they constantly had two points going at any given time, and just played Ring Around the Rosie with them. It was hilarious. Game 5 was Slayer on Coliseum. Splice get an early lead and continue their slaughter of... Oh, what's up? Will. What's up? You missed Game 4, Capture the Flag on Truth. Did I? Thanks, man. Game 4 is capture the flag on truth. Splice were not happy with their last... Though this is a good reason why you told me to conclude this one. Splice were not happy with their last performance, putting in the first two flag captures within the very first minute of the game. And it is Splice winning very convincingly with a score of 3-0 and in less than two and a half minutes total. Another CTF game under three minutes. How many have we seen so far? It's kind of crazy. I think five or six now is what it feels like. But it's been crazy, though. Okay, now game five is Slayer on Coliseum. Splice get an early lead and continue their slaughter of Envy with a winning score of 50-34. to 34. It was Splice continuing to apply pressure and maintain snipe control, which got them this map win. And game six, Strongholds on Empire. Splice continued their pain train. Playing their own game of Ring Around the Rosie. Envy couldn't get anything going as Splice were just moving as a four-piece unit. Splice win 121 and take the series 4-2. to two. So, Splice doing what Splice does. Was all I can say there. Envy taking two games off them though. Good to see. Not as much as I'd like, but you know, what are you going to do? Next winner's bracket round two match was Tox versus Reciprocity. Game one, capture the flag on Coliseum. Tox started the game as they usually do, skipping rockets in favor of getting a couple kills and making their way into the Reciprocity base. They then grab the flag and secure the first cap of the game. Reciprocity answered back with a cap of their own, tying the game one to one. Tox capitalized on a few crucial kills, netting them with another flag cap and getting the lead two to one. Reciprocity keep a very scrappy flag pull alive and eventually snag the cap, making the game 2-2. Two two. Reciprocity were then feet away from securing the final flag cap of the game, but it was sniped down with a flag fumble that allowed Tox just enough time to close in on the base, returning their own flag, all the while capturing the third and final flag cap to win 3-2. I feel like flag fumbles are kind of a consistent thing that are happening so far in this tournament. A lot of them happened. It was, it was coming out of these pro teams. I was surprised. Right. Exactly. Game two is Slayer on Plaza. Reciprocity opens game two with a sniper and an early lead of five to three. 
Tox answered right back, wiping out the entire Rex squad and taking the lead 11-6. After some hard-fought battles, Reciprocity bring the game back to a score of 30-30. Tox regained control of the sniper and overshield and take the lead now 37-34. It was then Frosty who gets the clutch kills and even more importantly, cleanup kills that lead to a Tox victory of 50-42. Game 3 is Strongholds on the Rig. Mickwin gets an uncontested camo to start off the game, but then proceeds to fall off the edge of the map. Again, uncontested. Fortunately for him, the rest of Reciprocity were able to get some strongholds captured, and they take an early lead of 27-2. Tox get a triple cab and take the lead shortly thereafter, 37-27. Tox continue their lead, keeping the pressure applied to the wreck wound, and with some more triple caps. While Reciprocity regained some control, starting to score again at the 88-35 point mark, Tox remained composed and win with a final score of 100-76. Game 4. Capture the flag on Truth. Reciprocity start game number 4 with a nice and quick flag cap. Not content with that, they decide they want another, leading 2-0 with only only 3 minutes in. And ladies and gentlemen, we finally have a series as Reciprocity take the win in a quick 3-0 fashion. Game 5, Slayer on Coliseum. Spartan, feeling great after that last game, leads the charge for the Wreck Pack, le- securing a lead of 19-9. With the rotations on point and sniped down with the sniper, Reciprocity maintained their lead 37-17. With yet another sniper going in the hands of the man named after the said gun, and rockets in the hands of Spartan, they were able to close out the game 50-28. All members of Tox went negative that game. Game number six, Strongholds on Empire. Snakebite with camo and the apparent ability to not die allows Tox the early lead of 37 to nothing along with a triple cap. Snakebite eventually dies for the very first time of the game and it only took until Tox had 60 points on the board for it to happen. Tox shut down everything Reciprocity tried to throw at, throw at them and win with a score of 100 to 3 and take the series 4 to 2. Talks are now guaranteed $100,000. And here we are at the winner's bracket finals. Talks versus Splice. The matchup that everyone expected to have happen in the winner's bracket finals. Let's get into it. Game 1, Strongholds on Eden. Shotzi snags the first overshield and Splice gained the early advantage along with the triple cap 27 to nothing. Tox are able to get some points on the board and get it to 18-27 to until Splice deny the next overshield grab and start scoring again. Royal 2 gets rockets and Tox answer back with total control, bringing the score right back with uh, 56-45 to in favor of Tox. Royal 2 misses a crucial rocket kill and Splice take advantage, grabbing total control for themselves and leading 65-60. to Splice with yet another overshield grab but Tox continue to score 77-73, to this time with another triple cap. Splice put an end to Tox's antics, taking the lead back 88-85, to back and forth and back and forth, but it was Tox clutching it up when Splice had 99 points, taking the map 199. That was a crazy fucking game to witness. The whole crowd went nuts. When, when it was 99-99 and you just see all these like people going for different strongholds and Splice trying to maintain like, oh fuck, we can't let him get one? Oh, Oh man, that was awesome. Because not only, like yeah, people exploded for Tox winning the game, 
But the fact that it was so close, it just made us think, oh my God, the, maybe the, we could have a best of seven and the whole series is this one kill away, one point away, one cap away, whatever it may be. Game two is Slayer on Coliseum. Frosty makes a smart play to get Sniper off the map, but Splice don't need it, taking the early lead 14 to 6. Tox are able to get rockets and put them to good use, but Splice remain in the lead 28 to 21. Splice continue to keep the lead throughout the remainder of the game and win 50 to 44. So moderately close. Game 3 Capture the Flag on Truth. Tox do exactly what Splice have been doing to other teams the entire tournament. They constantly barrage the enemy base, grab the flag, and secure the first cap of the game. Splice are able to get some crucial kills, and even with a flag fumble, they get not only one, but two flag caps back-to-back, leading 2-1. Splice assert dominance and continue their undefeated Truth CTF run, winning 3-1. Tox actually outslayed Splice during this game, but Splice just came in with the better objective play. Game 4 with Strongholds on Plaza. Tox gain early map control and start scoring. Splice answer back with a triple cap, tying the score 21-21, but then Tox answer back, leading 35-30. Score remaining incredibly close, but it is Tox finally getting a slight lead, 52-36. Splice regain total control, taking the lead right back 62-52, then 77-71 as Splice continues to score. 88-73, Tox regain control and tie it up again, 88-88. Splice, this time, get a final triple cap and win. 193. They are not going to have the same thing happen to them in that first fucking Strongholds game, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Do you not want me to include what you put in red? Yeah, because it technically hasn't happened yet in the elimination bracket. It's a good fucking point, it hasn't. So I won't include it. There's a sentence that's going to be included here that's not, I'm not going to say it. I don't know if you're going to leave that or not, but we'll see. Game 5, Slayer on Regret. Shotzi storms in without a care in the world and picking up the first overshield and leading the charge for his team to a 10-4 lead. Eco gets a cleanup triple kill and Splice retain their lead 21-12. Splice gets their third overshield and throws in some body disrespect for good measure, winning 50-27 and the series 4-1. Splice are now guaranteed top two as Tox get dropped to the elimination bracket. Once again. Will, yeah, that does it for the winner's bracket. All right. Now we got elimination bracket. Here we go. Time to see who moves on and time to see who gets sent home. Will, take it away. All right. First game of the elimination bracket was Renegades versus Infused. Game one, capture the flag Coliseum. Renegades jump out to an early lead, getting the first flag cap within a minute. Neptune grabs the sniper and is doing a great job of keeping Infused pushed back. At the 9 minute 30 second mark of the game, we have a flag standoff. Lunchbox grabs the sniper and are looking to make a push as Infuse is trapped in their base. Lunchbox makes an amazing play to get the return, moving with Sniper into Blue Cave, and Renegades goes up 2-0. And as soon as the cap goes in, we see another flag pull from Renegades, and within the next minute, the flag goes in and Infuse loses game 1. Renegades had nine power weapon grabs to infuse a zero. It just goes to show you need those power weapons if you intend to win some games. Yep. Game two, Slayer Plaza. 
Jimbo gets a sniper and to the and to start the game they are up eight to four. Even though they are getting slays, they are content for sitting back and aren't really putting much pressure on Renegades. Renegades comes back and ties the game 12-12. We go to into the listening from Infused, and the most concerning thing was Respectful saying, can we please get map control? Infused is also getting a lot of the Renegades team to one-shot but can't finish the kills. Renegades seems to be playing on another level right now, and they have brought their A-gate today. They win 50-35. to Game 3, Strongholds Rig. Camo and Rail fall into the hands of Lunchbox as Renegades take control of all three strongholds to start the game. Infused do not seem to be playing their game. All Infused can do is play defense as Renegades are constantly pushing them, but this is strongholds and we know it isn't over till the 100 point mark is hit. Infused was able to hold two strongholds to bring the score to a tie at 26. Infused have seemed to work better as the team at this point and get the trip cap. On the respawn of Renegades, Moe's misses a jump and turns over the railgun. Infuse still holds the strongholds for a bit and sees recipe Renegades <laughs> finally take them over. The strongholds go back and forth, but Infuse seems to be on the surge. Renegades flip on Infuse, though, and gets a momentary trip cap. Infuse gets to 99 points. Infuse is looking to finish the game out, but Renegades have grabbed two strongholds. Renegades hold on to these two for some time and are accruing points as they get from the 70-point mark, then the 80, then the 90-point mark. APG gets a triple kill, and Renegades get a triple cap and come back, holding Infused at 99 points and stealing this game away. Infused looks defeated already, but there is still more Halo to play. 199 Renegades. That's, oh man, another heartbreaking loss by them. Game 4, Capture the Flag on Truth. It's Infused getting a quick flag cap and they are not giving up yet. They get a second and a third. Infused seem to have woken up here and finished the capture the flag game in only four minutes. Infused seems to be very aware of where the enemy was positioned and pushing. This is the Infused that needed to show up and to go far into the tournament. One thing to note, Infused were not winning their 1v1s but were still able to take this game. So they were winning as a team but when they got soloed out, singled out, they couldn't, they couldn't finish off those kills. I mean, hey, good, well, a win's a win, so yep. good for them on that one. Game 5. Slayer. Coliseum. Again, Renegades start with both power weapons on this map in Sniper and Rockets. Infused are keeping this game close, only being down 3 kills though, 13-10. to 10. Infused finally get the Sniper, and it's their first power weapon on Coliseum. This game is back and forth, being tied at 29 Renegades, however, get both power weapons and goes up four kills. Infuse brings it close, 39 to 41, and the game goes to 47-49. At that point, the game slows down. Infuse tries to make a play, but Renegades gets the final kill and sends Infuse home. With the top eight finish. They were they were hoping to make it a little farther. I was of, hoping for them to make it a little farther. Kind of a disappointing finish for them. Yeah. I would like to see them bring that to at least like a game six or seven. So say, I think everybody expected them to get top six this event with how they've been playing. Yes. And that's not even saying like how dominant they've been in the EU scene, but like how dominant they've been over here. Yeah. They they definitely had a chance to make a splash and just came up short again. It seems to be the story with Infuse is that they just keep coming up short. Exactly. All right. Elimination bracket. 
Elevate versus straight ripping. Game one was capture the flag on Coliseum. Elevate puts a lot of pressure on the straight base to start this game, but to no avail. Straight is able to fend them off for the first couple minutes. But Elevate does get three down in a flagpole, but they hesitate on the run and the run is stopped below the base. Elevate is heavily outslaying straight, but it's still a 0-0 game. Elevate finally gets a decent run around the 8 minute 30 second mark of the game and cap the first flag. A minute later, Elevate gets four dead and gets another flag cap. Straight are finally able to get some momentum and get a flag cap of their own, and within two minutes, Straight have two caps. But Elevate gets the last cap and fends Straight off. Three to two, Elevate. Game two, Slayer on Plaza. Elevate starts hot, going up 5-0 and getting Sniper. Straight does get the game tied up at 9-9, showing they are not giving in, and from this point, kills keep going back and forth. Neither team can seem to do much with the Sniper, which could be costly in a game against the higher-seeded team. Elevate finally pull a little away at 30-26, but Straight takes the lead 42-39. The team, I don't know if there was a mistake in communication, but they forget to go to for Overshield, and Elevate surges back with an 11-2 run and wins the game 50-44. to I just don't know if they were all dead at the point, but they... Overshield, they had the timing on Overshield. Straight did? Straight did, and they D- didn't, didn't, go, didn't for go, it. go for it. Oh, man. It's upsetting. <laughs> Game three, Stronghold's rig. Straight needs to pull themselves together and have a chance to come back in the series. They have made some crucial mistakes that may that have cost them games. The Strongholds go back and forth until the teams are tied at 15. Elevate gets a trip cap for a little bit as Straight quickly grabs off on off the respawn and then flips it to a trip cap of their own. Straight gets within 10 points before Elevate take control back themselves. Elevate are relentless going from stronghold to stronghold and their intensity seems to be too much for Straight. Straight has done a decent job staying in the game but Elevate's rotations to keep two strongholds in their hands consistently and they close out the game 100-61. to Straight Rippin's one map away from going home right now. One, yep. Against Elevate. Game four. Capture the flag on truth. Elevate makes quick work of straight and wins the game three to one in three minutes and 30 seconds. Fuck. <laughs> Elevate had control of the power-ups once again, which allowed them to move the flag so well with the camo player constantly being a distraction. Straight has some work to do if they want to get further in the future. They made many mistakes, including not managing power-ups and shots and getting important kills or pushed when they needed. Straight is removed from the tournament. And Elevate moves on. My God. I told you, man, flying underneath my radar. I would... When we did our predictions, I don't think I put Elevate in the top six at all. No. No, it was definitely straight there. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, GG Sam, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, fucking, that's great. I, uh, uh, yeah, it was just, you, uh, the straight squad showed more promise than what they showed at Worlds. Exactly. And I just, I don't know. They just didn't, they didn't show up to play, it seems. It does not seem like it. But congratulations to Elevate for making it further within the tournament. Next up, we have an elimination bracket round two matchup. Round ones are complete. First one is Reciprocity versus Renegades. 
game one is capture the flag on Fathom. Reciprocity explodes at the start of the game with an incredibly quick flag cap. With Railgun and Camo in the hands of Renegades, they attempt to get a flag running, but are ultimately stopped short. Wreck does a fantastic job at taking out Ace with Camo, completely stopping yet another Renegades push. With only two minutes remaining in game time, Reciprocity were finally able to get their second flag cap, leading 2-0. Reciprocity put in the final cap and win 3-0. Mickwin was on fire, putting up a killing frenzy. So, Reciprocity keeping the train a-rolling. They see Renegades, they don't give a shit. They're going to push on through. Game 2, Slayer on the rig. Renegades were able to get the Sniper off the start, but Reciprocity forced the Renegades player off the map, taking Sniper with him. Both teams constantly trading back and forth kills, game currently tied 14-14. What appeared to be a good sniper setup for Renegades was faltered by Reciprocity as Snipedown gets his favorite weapon and leads his team to 35-17. Reciprocity continues to move around the map as a unit, choking spawns and winning the game 50-29. Mickwin again was going off and getting the game-winning snipe that sent the crowd roaring. Game number three. Was this the one... Where he yes. flew across and yes. got the body shot. You need to see that if you haven't seen it. It was sick. It wasn't necessary, but oh my, did it look amazing. He knew exactly where he was. He glides on over and pop. And it was, oh my God, couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. Game three, strongholds on Eden. Early overshield and rockets control allow reciprocity to get two captures and start scoring 15 to zero. Being able to continually choke spawns yet again, it is Reciprocity getting a triple cap and maintaining their lead 52-0. Renegades are finally able to scrap together some points, but Re- Reciprocity answers right back 95-5. Renegades show signs of life, but again, it was too little too late, as Reciprocity quickly re- regained control and win 100-23, all the while snipe down getting a triple kill to close out the game. Game 4 Capture the flag on Coliseum. Reciprocity, hot off the heels of their last map win, secure the first flag cap without issue. Renegades get set up for the next sniper, but Reciprocity were ready. They shut down the Renegades setup, Mickwin gets the sniper, and faces start getting ripped off. That, and another wreck flag goes right in, 2-0. Mickwin with another fresh sniper, Spartan uh, Spartan and Snipe down getting triple kills, and it is Reciprocity scoring the third and final flag cap. They win the game 3-0 and the series 4-0, sending Renegades home. Reciprocity are finally looking like they're on another level, something we've been waiting for since Orlando, as you've said, Will, previously in the tournament. All right, here we go. Envious versus Elevate. Game 1, capture the flag on Fathom. Pistola gets an early triple kill and shows great patience going 6-0 to start. Neither team can get enough control, though, to push into a base. This game seems to be hinging on top control. Envy does get a flagpole and easily cap because Elevate chooses not to give up their top control to stop the run. Elevate seems to have a communication lapse as Trippy doesn't get called out in Elevate's base and easily pulls the flag and runs it back uncontested. Elevate gets a flagpole and three members go bottom mid. Saying being the last say in being the last alive gets all three dead to stop the run. His teammates coming off spawn get the flag and put it in to end the game. 3-0 Envy. It was I was shocked that all three members of Elevate were trapped in where rail spawns. 
All Stan had to do was throw, you threw a couple grenades in there, finished off the shots, stopped all three members. It was incredible. It's a great play. That is weird how all three of them were there, though, at the same time. Yep. No, you would think someone would maybe go around, uh, clear out the side. Bef- I don't know. And top mid, and too. Top, yeah. Yeah. So it was all open. Anyway, game two, Slayer on the rig. This match was back and forth. Camel was constantly getting burned, and both teams showed slang power. Envy finally pulled ahead around the 30 kill mark when Trippy got the sniper and locked down the side of the map, allowing the rest of Envy to collapse on Elevate on the inside of the map. 50 to 41 Envy. So yeah, when, once Trippy got the sniper on the, um, the yellow catwalk in the back, yep. um, he just locked down the outside of the map there with Sniper. Once they found out he had Sniper, they weren't going, they, they would just stay inside on the, awesome. and Envy collapsed and took the win. Game three, Strongholds Eden. Elevate come out with a great start, but Trippy gets into good position and stops their push. During the listen with Envy, it was evident that their communication was allowing them to pick up kills with better positioning on the map. Envy gets a couple trip caps, and while Elevate at times are hanging with Envy, Envy is showing they are just the better team. 100-58 Envy. Game four, capture the flag on Coliseum. Envy gets the power weapons and make a push into the Elevate base. They get the flagpole, but so does Elevate. We have a standoff. Elevate get a kill on Boobadoobu, and the return comes in. Elevate goes up, 1-0. After a lot of back and forth, Envy gets a couple kills on the sniper side of the map, and Boobadoobu is able to run back the flag to tie the game. Envy gets four dead and are, and are able to run the flag snipe side again as they forced Elevate to spawn Blue Elbow. The next flag gets capped quickly after that, and Envy pulls off the four-game sweep. Bye-bye, Elevate. Oh, man. I mean, the the fact that Elevate made it this far, good job for them. Yep. I think they flew under everybody's radar. You've been saying they've been under your radar. I think everybody expected straight to come out on top of them, and oh, it was a nice surprise to see them push up into the competition for sure for sure i just wish that more of the now i just wish that more of the international teams were able to step it up as well and really give these top north american teams a run for their money so hopefully that's what happened next year That that's what happens next year but we'll just have to wait and see all right here we go elimination bracket round three reciprocity versus envy a matchup that I had been looking forward to and that my heart had been racing for every single game. Before this match started, Reciprocity's win seemed more dominant than Envy's last win. Right. Reciprocity seemed to be more on fire. They seemed to be hitting that next level that can really carry a team farther into a tournament. I was worried for Envy here. Same here. My heart was beating. It was pounding. Yep. And I loved seeing the great Halo that came out of this series. So, Josh. Yes. Well, let's hear it. All right. Let's get into it. Elimination bracket round three. Game one. Strongholds on Eden. After one minute in, Envy are the first team on the board, leading 15-0. Envy, gra- Envy snag a triple cap for a short time, but with numbers on the side of reciprocity, they start scoring themselves. 53-14 in favor of Envy. 
With power-ups going the way of Envy, they regained control 68-21. to With Envy just controlling everything from power-ups to power weapons, they win 100-24 and shut down the momentum from Reciprocity's last series win. Game 2. Slayer on Coliseum. Reciprocity shake off that last game and get an early lead after obtaining snipe control. A great plasma grenade stick from Plistola allows Envy to stop the momentum for a short time. Reciprocity retain the lead 20-13. Envy get rockets and snipe control and all the while they set up for a push, it is Spartan making an incredible flank on Boo Boo Doo Boo and getting the snipe into his own hands. Reciprocity furthers their lead 46-33. Reciprocity collapsed once more on Envy, winning the game 50-39. That push from Spartan was phenomenal, by the way. He comes, he comes behind Envy's base, goes bottom mid, sees Boo Boo Dubu with Sniper near one of the elbows in front of, in front of Reciprocity's own base, assassinates him, and then makes the move. It was perfect. Game 3 was Capture the Flag on Truth. While Reciprocity get the early map control, we actually have a flag standoff to start the game out. Pistola with the clutch play not giving up a death in order to return his flag and get the first cap. Envy take advantage and get a quick second cap leading 2-0. Envy push when they need to, stopping a final attempt from Reciprocity to make something happen, and they put in third and final cap, winning 3-0. Game 4, Strongholds on Plaza. Reciprocity with the early camel control along with total control taking the lead 15-0. Envy start their collapse getting total control of their own and taking the lead 28-15. Envy continue to hold Reciprocity in the plaza getting another triple cap and lead 95-29. Envy quickly close it out 100-29. Game 5. Slayer on Regret. Even though Envy gets the first overshield it is Reciprocity taking the early lead. Envy get the second overshield and take the lead shortly thereafter. Both teams continue to trade kills back and forth and we are tied up 25-25. Reciprocity gets an overshield of their own along with Plasma Caster and take a good lead, 38-29. Reciprocity then quickly closes the game out, winning 50-35. Game 6. Capture the flag on Coliseum. Mick win with the first sniper rifle of the game, which leads Reciprocity to their first flag cap 1-0. Snipe down with an overkill makes the crowd go absolutely nuts, and Reciprocity get their second cap, leading 2-0. Minutes go by as both teams are not able to get anything going. Envy finally get a single flag cap on the board, but Reciprocity answer right back and decide they want to end the game 3-1. And we're at a game 7. Knees weak. Palms are sweaty. I know logos, logos on their sweaters already. I don't have anything else for the rest of it. Next up, game seven, Slayer on the rig. Sniper in the hands of Reciprocity, scatter shot in the hands of Envy, and we are all tied up eight to eight. Even with two camos, Envy are unable to get a lead. Reciprocity currently ahead 27 to 22. Spartan gets a late game controller disconnect and Envy are able to capitalize on the situation, obtaining the sniper from Spartan at Nest along with the lead, 38-36. to 36. 
Although neck and neck, it was Envy who were able to slow the game down and keep Reciprocity pushed back to the catwalk. Envy closed out the game, sending Reciprocity home with a fourth place finish. That controller disconnect, though. Yeah, we got to talk about the disconnect. Go ahead. What do you got to say about it? We spoke earlier on this. Yep. You... When you see the the disconnect come in, yeah, they instantly switch to Pistola's point of view. He was already clambering up into that little window to shoot down on Nest. Yep, and Spartan was out in the open with the sniper at that point. Correct. He had just picked up a new sniper at Nest. So it's hard to speculate what can happen there. Pistola could finish him off since he's kind of in the open. Right. Pistola could have got a couple shots, called him out, someone else finishes him off. Spartan could have turned and sniped everyone in the face. We don't know. We don't know. It's unfortunate that this happened in such a big moment. Yep. I don't put any blame on Envy for pushing it because you play to the whistle and play until they tell you to stop. Yep. Should Halo have something in place where this happens... There's, do they stop the game? What What do you do in this instant? Because it's w- only one kill. Okay. But that was pivotal. So, one of the people from MLG tweeted this out and, say, and said, The rules state it is on the player to manage their own equipment. Therefore, there will be no replays. We don't know what happened to Spartan's controller. Right. We don't know if he accidentally unplugged it. We don't know if it was if it was actually faulty. We don't know if there was an issue with the Xbox itself. We don't know. Based off the information that we have, based off the rules of the tournament, it's the player's responsibility for their own equipment. If they would have replayed that map, things could have been drastically different. Right. And there's no possible way for you to get everyone in the exact same position with the exact same amount of kills with the exact same amount of time left on the map, everyone with the same amount of weapons and ammo in the same positions as they were. You can't, it just can't happen. So yes, it does fucking suck that it happened. This, okay, I know I say this all the time. I'm a big Envy fan. I get it. But that does fucking suck. And hell, if and if that happened to fucking Pistol or anybody else on Envy and I was Reciprocity, I'd capitalize on that shit. Are you kidding me? You have to. It's it's technically a damn near free win if you capitalize on it at the right time. The game was still close. Even after that happened, the game was still close. Yes. It could have gone either way. So it sucks that it happened, but it did. They moved on. And what recipro- if if this is anything to go off of reciprocity may have won that game we already believe that reciprocity have reached that where they needed to get to not only for this tournament but moving forward this is exactly what we wanted to see out of them we want to see them continue with this momentum let that let that controller disconnect just fucking light that fire under you it just wanted to destroy in the game yeah let it feel that fire. Hell yeah. Let it feel that want to get better and to place higher. Exactly. That's where I'm going to leave that. Yeah. there's uh, You kind of said it that the that rule came in where it is on the player to manage their equipment. So 
We can speculate all we want. We don't know what happened. It is what it is. Moving on. That's it. Are we ready to move on to the elimination bracket finals? With Tox going up against Envy. Now, something to say before this series started. Yes. Envy. Sporting some crispy white New Jersey. Woo! They look so nice. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, they were only available for pre-order over this previous weekend. So, hopefully, if you liked them, you went out and got them. Hopefully, because those things were looking fucking fresh. All right. Let's do this. Let's figure out who's going to be going up against Splice in the grand finals of this tournament. Game one, Strongholds on the rig. Envy with Camo, Tox with Railgun, both teams with some points, 9-9. Envy with a slight lead of 17-9, but Tox bring things back within spitting distance, 27-16. Wait, never mind. 27-16 Envy, and it is Tox now starting to score, but Envy retained the lead 30-29. Railgun and Camo in the hands of Snakebite, but Envy are still scoring 52-33. Tox finally put the power items to good use and secure a triple cap, leading 60-52. Envy tied things up 62-62 and then 67-67. Both teams going back and forth constantly, and with Frosty getting a fresh Railgun, Tox are able to get a real lead, 93-73. Tox finished the game out, 100-73. Game 2, Slayer on Truth. Tox carry their Game 1 momentum, gaining an early lead 7-2. Envy quickly tie things up 10-10, but Tox get the fresh camo, and Frosty is hungry for some kills. Tox lead 18-12. Tox then continue to hammer on the pressure, and even when Pistola gets the fresh camo, Tox still lead 31-24. Saiyan grabs the new camo this time around and actually puts it to work, allowing Envy to get their first lead. 36-33. Tox burn the next camo, although Envy still have the lead 45-43. Envy able to control the late game and win 50-45. Game 3. Capture the flag on Fathom. Pistola gets the first camo but did not use it very effectively. Tox capitalized on the camo mishap and and put in their flag cap number 1. Tox continue for another team push and get another cap leading 2-0. Now it is time for a good old-fashioned Fathom Flag standoff. Railgun in the hands of Boobadoobo, and it was that railgun that allows Envy to answer right back and get two flag caps of their own, tying it up 2-2. Two two. Saiyan gets a triple kill and leads a final Envy push to get the final flag cap and win 3-2. Game 4. Strongholds on Empire. Envy start with overshield control and early kill advantage, but no one is scoring until one minute in. Envy get the early lead 18-0 when Tox not only starts scoring, but also with total control, now leading 24-19. Pistola getting a hotly contested overshield, and Envy getting total control, taking the lead back 54-43. Camo and overshield going into the hands of Tox and the collapse on pit. Regaining the lead 71-65, Tox maintain their lead and win 100-65. Game 5. Slayer on Plaza. Envy obtain an uncontested first overshield and start off with a small lead 9-5. Boobadoobo gets yet another uncontested overshield, putting it to good use, and extend Envy's lead 14-9. 
Snakebite with the sniper, picking off some heads, but it is still Envy with the lead 20-15. Snakebite retains the sniper, getting the fresh ammo, but it is still Envy in the lead 34-28. Snakebite finally goes down, and this time it's Boo Boo Dooboo picking up the power weapon, ripping some faces off, and Envy wins 50-37. Game 6. Capture the Flag on Truth. Two great teams, two flag grabs, and we start game six with a flag standoff. Four minutes in and the standoff is still going strong. Tox are then able to finally get complete map control and get back-to-back flag caps leading 2-0. Tox continue to dominate and keep Envy on their heels, winning 3-0 and taking the series to a game number seven. Game seven. Slayer on Regret. Snakebite gets the first overshield but is quickly melted away. Tox gain a commanding lead of 17-7 and Envy are unable to answer back. Boo-boo-doo-boo just swipes overshield from under Tox's nose and although he gets a triple kill, Tox still have a dominant lead of 32-19. Sane is able to constantly get players to one shot but no one else on Envy is in position to close out the kills. Tox close out the game 50-32 in the series 4-3, sending Envy home with a top 3 finish. Tox move on to face Splice in the Grand Finals of the Halo World Championship 2018 Finals. So, yeah, this, okay. My heart was completely racing for the Reciprocity Envy series that went to Game 7, okay? Just because... That was the one where I wa- that really determined where these teams stood. They always fight for this three or four spot, right? This determines where they're locked in at. So when Envy won and they go on to face Tox in the elimination bracket finals, my mind is Tox are going to win. Like they've been the dominant team all year. Exactly. It's got to be Tox and Splice in the grand finals. When this got to game seven... The fact that Envy were able to be right there and bring Tox, the two-time world champs, to a Game 7 with tournament lives on the line. Just congratulations to both teams there. Congratulations for Envy for getting that far. Congratulations to Tox to beating them and getting into the Grand Finals. Let's get into this Grand Finals. Tox versus Splice. Winner takes home $500,000. And the title of Halo World Champion. Game 1, capture the flag on Coliseum. What started as a very small flag standoff, it was Splice coming out on top with the first cap. Tox attempt a flag run of their own, but are completely stopped by Splice, who then get a nice run of their own and put in the second cap, leading 2-0. During the Splice listen-in, they sounded calm, cool, and collected as they maintained their lead and win the game 3-0. Game 2. Slayer on Plaza. Splice opened with Sniper and Overshield, gaining an early lead of 12-9. Splice set up perfectly and get the second Overshield, still leading 23-14. Renegade continues to dominate with the noob combo, which is Plasma Pistol and the Normal Pistol, now winning 33-21. While Splice are able to secure the third overshield, Tox take it away and start making a comeback. 
Splice still lead 42-34. Lethal obtains the sniper, but is unable to take advantage due to Splice taking the win 50-39. Yet another convincing map win for Splice. Game 3. Strongholds on Empire. Tox are able to start with a nice pit capture and begin scoring 29-1. Splice answered back with Camo and a momentary triple cap to bring the score to 28-33 with, with, with Tox still retaining the lead. Lethal with a triple kill allows Tox to continue scoring now 68-40, but Splice get total control and take the lead for the first time in the game, 75-68. Tox with a triple cap of their own, but is stopped immediately by Splice. Tox still scoring and take the lead back into their own hands at 95-87. Shotzi with a clutch triple kill allows Splice to halt Tox's scoring and win 195. Splice just one map went away from sweeping the two-time Halo World Champion. Game 4, Capture the Flag on Fathom. Splice get a sneaky first flag cap to open what could be the final game of the tournament. Splice then wanted another, and they did just that, leading 2-0. Tox finally answered back with a cap of their own, 2-1. Tox, not content knowing that they could be walking away with second place, put in their second cap of the game, tying it up, 2-2. It is Renegade, though, with the unbelievably sneaky flag return, and Splice get the third and final flag cap, winning 3-2. Splice are your Halo World Championship 2018 champions and dethrone the two-time champs Tox, which are previously Optic, which are previously CLG. This makes all three World Championship Grand Finals 4-0 sweeps. There you have it. I really thought Tox was going to put up more of a fight than that in the Grand Finals. Me too! What happened? We said it from the very beginning of this show. Episode one, when we started talking about this world season, Tox is a world's team. They've said it all the time. Countless tournaments. They're a world's team. At least during that grand finals, they didn't seem like it at all. They seemed defeated already. Yes. It was, I don't know. They just didn't have it. They just didn't have it. And maybe Splice is that good. Maybe. It was unbelievably... Like, just, okay, GG's to Splice. Yeah. Absolutely dominant throughout the entire world season. Shotzi, 16 years old, became a Halo pro last year. A year ago, yeah. One year ago, and wins a world championship title. That is unbelievably awesome. Now, we're going to have to wait and see what happens to other teams to try to combat this, because, oh my goodness. That is crazy. So, Will, did you scroll up on the notes at all to get to the 4v4 placing so we can break this down? Doing so right now. Sweet. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have finished our full series recap. Every game of every series in every bracket. Will, we finally did it. My throat is sore. But was... Two hours of straight talking, and we have more to go here. Luckily, we are almost finished. We want to give you the full money breakdown and the placings for each team in this tournament, along with the FFA placings that took place as well. All right, here we go. Take it away, Will. 4v4 placings. First, Splice, they took home that half-million-dollar prize. 
Tox took second with $200,000. Envy took third with $100,000. Fourth went to Reciprocity, taking home fifty dollars Fifth went to Renegades, taking home that $35,000. Sixth went to Elevate as well, taking home $35,000. $35,000. That's it. That's all you get. Seventh went to Team Infuse, taking home that $20,000 prize. Eighth went to Straight Ripping, $20,000 prize as well. Ninth, Oxygen Supremacy, $7,500. Tenth, Wise Gaming, $7,500. Vexed, 11th, $7,500. Berserker, 12th, $7,500. Fable, 13th, $2,500. Mind Freak, 14th, 2500 Team Immunity, 15th, 2500 And Maestro Gaming, 16th, $2,500. <laughs> the FFA placings. In sixth was Gold Star BR. He got no money for that. <laughs> but he did have 23 kills, 14 assists, and three deaths. Three deaths? Uh, that might be... It's probably a fuck up on my part. My apologies. I'm guessing it's going to be 30-something deaths. Probably. Anyway. Don't pay attention to that. Scariotic took fifth. No money went to him. 28 kills, 23 assists, 34 deaths. Fluriously, zero dollars. 28 kills, 19th assist, and 28th deaths for that fourth place. And now we get into the money. In third place, King Nick. He took home that $1,000 prize with 31 kills, 13 assists, and 31 deaths. Second was Batchford. Taking home $3,000 with 35 kills, 19 assists, and 30 deaths. And in first place, we have Ryan Noob. Six grand went his way with the... With 38 kills, 14 assists, and 27 deaths. What I'll say about the FFA finals is that Ryan Noob had spawns on control. Good for him. That's awesome. He would be in the bubble on truth, Mm -hmm. get the kill, go down underneath, not looking at the other bubble, so a player would spawn there, then turn to the bubble, get the kill, and just rinse and repeat over and over again. That's awesome. It happened a lot in the beginning of the game. It slowed down towards the end of the game, and Batchford actually almost caught him. But Ryan Noob got a couple um, key kills on King Nick and Batchford to, to secure his win. It was great. Congratulations to Ryan Noob. That's awesome. Will. Yeah. You're going to be scrolling for a little bit, but let's get into these notable statistics Courtesy of Halo Data Hive. Do you got it up? No, go ahead. I'm I'm not gonna I don't think I'll be able to pull this up. Oh, like actually? It's gonna take forever. Okay, I'll I'll just start it off. Deaths per game. Royal 2 with the least amount at 9.16, Eco 9.48, Shotzi 9.55, Snipedown 9.77, Renegades 10.14, Mickwin 10.19, Boobadoobo 10.51, Penguin 10.52, Destroyed 10.56, and Stellar 10.69. Assists per game, Gilkey 11.1. Commonly with 10. APG with 9.9. Nebula, 9.6. Atso, 9.5. Bullet, 9.5. Benno, 9.3. Mickwin, 9.3. Snipe Drone, 9.2. And Snakebite, 9.2. Kills per game. Demon D, 17. Stellar, 14.1. 
Noble, 14. Momentum, 13.8. Gilkey, 13.5. Atso, 13.4. Commonly, 13.2. Neptune, 13.1. SLG, 13. And Saiyan, with 13. All right. KDA. Royal 2, 2.2. Mickwin, 2.1. Snipe Down, 2.16. I should say Mickwin was a 2.17. Ego with a 2.16. Shotzi with a 2.10. Oh, Trippy with a 1.98. Seller with a 1.96. Penguin with a 1.95. Commonly with a 1.95. And Boo Boo Doo Boo with a 1.93. Highest KD, Royal 2 with a 1.38. Seller with a 1.32. Snipe Down, 1.29. Shotzi, 1.26. Mickwin, 1.25. Demon D, 1.22. Eco, 1.21. Trippy, 1.17. Sparty, Spartan, 1.14. And Penguin with a 1.13. Something to note about that real quick. Very close between all of them. Very close. Highest damage per game. Demon D with 3,040. Gilkey with 29... (laughs) With 2,943. SLG with 2,765. Nebula with 2,684. Saiyan with 2,638. Commonly with 2,630. Mickwin with 2,541. Lunny with 2,520. Trippy with 2,515. And Noble with 2,510. All members of Wise on there. And Demon D with 3,000. Fucking bonkers. Is that just meaning they're getting damage but not finishing kills? They're getting damage not... Uh, Apparently. They might have also had like easy pool play matches as well. True. But still, like not not, no fault to them. All four of them with the highest damage on there. It's fucking great. Keep it going. Oh, I'm, I'm all right. I got the last one. You know that. Stronghold captures per game. Lunny with a 6.67. Suspector, 6.43. Snipe Drone, 6.33. SLG, 6.0. Jimbo, 6.0. Trippy, 6.0. And we had Pistola with a 5.83. Renegade with a 5.8. Noble with a 5.6. And Snakebite with a 5.5. Stronghold defenses per game. Jimbo on the top with 3.2. Rain with a 3.0. Kimbo with a 2.8, Stellar with a 2.4, Cristola with a 2.3, Snipetrone also with a 2.3, and Riots with a 2.3 as well. Mickwin had a 2.27, Renegade with a 2.0, Noble with a 2.0. Stronghold secures per game. Snakebite, 2.83, Atso, 2.67, Frosty, 2.58, Kimbo, 2.57, Respect, 2.57. Eco, 2.40. Sparty, 2.36. Fragger, 2.33. Sabinator, 2.29. Mickwin, 2.18. Next, we have flag defenses per game. Nebula with a 1.5. Berserk with a 1.3. Vitage. Vitage, 1.3. Noble with a 1.2. SLG with a 1.2. Atzo with a 1. Nemesis with a 1, Cristola, 
Bashford, and straight sick all with ones. Flag returns per game. Noble with a 2.0. SLG with a 1.6. Riots with a 1.3. Bullet with a 1.25. Drift with a 1.25. Snipe down with a 1.1. Adso with a 1. Musa commonly and Quadios with a 1 as well. Flag captures per game. Shotzi 1.3. Musa 0.86. Snakebite 0.83. Penguin 0.8. Snipe down, 0.8. Renegade, 0.78. Saiyan, 0.71. Sparty, 0.7. Ryan Noob, 0.6. And Respect, 0.67. And for ball duration per game, we have... Oh, wait, that's right, because Oddball's not in the HCS. We don't need to talk about it. I gotta do it every single time. Woo! All right. That's going to do it for your notable statistics. Now, like we said before, links to all the brackets, the VODs, everything will be included in the show notes. Something that's really cool that happened at this tournament that I that apparently has happened at other tournaments as well is that the Bravo stream was casted every single game. So that's really cool to see. Happy to see that there. Check out the VODs. They'll be included. How about some shout outs? Should we do some shout-outs, Will? Then we'll end the show out. Do it up. Let's do it up. Okay. So, I just want to say this. You guys know I was at the World Finals in Seattle. It was an incredible weekend. One of the best I could ever have asked for. And I put a really, really long Twitter thread that I am going to sit here and read. So sorry, Will. You get to be up for a little bit longer. We've done enough reading today, man. Nope, what are you doing? Not never enough. What this is this me? is very important. Um, so bear with me, but this is all for shout-outs. Okay. So I'm gonna read this verbatim off the HCS Pro Talk Twitter, which is you go follow if you don't follow it already. Shameless plug. <laughs> On our own show. This may be a long thread, but bear with me. This weekend has been absolutely mind-blowing in the best possible way. From the venue to the halo being played to the cushioned seats. Finally cushioned seats! Everything was incredible. MLG and HCS put on an unbelievable event. Thank you to everyone who came out to the event in person and watched online. Halo was far from being dead and I feel there has been a rebirth with this latest event. We all came together for a common goal and that is to still see this incredible franchise continue to succeed. Thank you personally to everyone I had the absolute pleasure of meeting for the first time. Thank you all. Thank you to all the players, casters, analysts, event organizers, and behind-the-scenes personnel for not only this event, but for everything else you do for this community. Thank you to Bad at Halo Show and Duststorm for making my dream come true of being on a podcast episode having the honor to be a co-host. means more than you guys can imagine. And thank you also for accepting us within the Halo podcast space. Thank you to Onset and Clutch, the humble members of Envy, and even more amazing individuals who accepted an awkward guy's missus card and showed immediate interest in being interviewed for the show. Again, this means more than I can put into words, other than what I typed here. Thank you to Vetoed for actually coming to fucking Worlds and giving me my handshake. Seriously, though, it was an honor meeting you, and I hope to see you at more events in the future. Seriously, fucking Vetoed, if you don't come to more events, I swear to God. I told you the people love you. Yeah, well, you know I gotta be. Thank you 
to Mr. Mayhem for being an amazing producer and co-host for the show. You came in absolutely clutch this weekend, and tomorrow's and today's recording is going to be the best one yet because of the work you continuously put in. A long-winded one. Yes. Last, and certainly not least, I want to personally thank the listeners of our show. While this is a passion project, it means more than anything that you take your time out of your day to listen to two guys talk about professional Halo and ramble a lot. (laughs) We do ramble. Yeah. And again, Lawrence, thank you for listening to the show and being incredibly friendly at the event. Safe travels home if you're not already home. And hopefully you just expand Halo on the homeland, my man. And then Trevor, Justin, LaFleche, and Taylor, thank you guys for listening to the show as well and hanging out with the wife and I all weekend long. It was an absolute pleasure and honor to have you guys there. So seriously, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. And I know Will appreciates it as well. Thanks for taking care of Josh while he was away. (laughs) There you go. Finally, this has been an amazing weekend. And it was the best event I'd ever been to. So thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. For community creations this week, it's a cop-out. But... It just goes hand in hand with the shout outs. Everybody who came out to the event, everybody who watched online, you guys made this thing what it was. And it was a community event. It was community driven. So that goes to you guys. So good on you. Will, plug the show, please. You can find us on most of your favorite podcast services. Except Spotify. Except Spotify. (laughs) iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Leave us a review and let us know what you think about the show. This is our longest one yet. I have a lot of work ahead of me, but I hope you liked it. Uh, We have our own Spartan company now, which I believe will be included in the show notes as well. Yes. We have our Twitter, which is our main form of communication. Um, We are at HDS Pro Talk. We have an Instagram. Josh posted a few pictures from Seattle. Just a few. It's just a few. Um, There's a good amount on there. Search at HCS Pro Talk as well. We have a Facebook, facebook.com slash HCS Pro Talk. YouTube.com slash HCS Pro Talk. If you want to see future content possibly coming to YouTube. And we also have a Twitch TV, dot TV slash HCS Pro Talk. Something will happen there someday. Josh. Yes. What's on the next episode? What are we doing? On the next episode of HCS Pro Talk, Will and Josh bring you Roster Mania. No, Uh but we're going to discuss all the confirmed rosters for the next divisional rounds of Europa Halo. So, Europa Halo, if you're listening to this episode, don't think I counted you out here. This one was long-winded because of Worlds, okay? Please bear with me. Next week, we're talking about all the rosters that have been confirmed, along with uh, tournament recaps for what has been taking place currently. So, get excited for that. Then we have Will's Adventures Within the Haloverse. Will will hopefully begin his journey in Halo 2, and we're going to talk about it. He gives me the thumbs up, which means I think he's going to do that. Then we, uh, I'm going to consider this the big segment of next week's episode. We're going to look forward to the future of Halo Esports. So, Tashi came out and said that no announcement was going to be made at the World Finals in regards to what's next for Halo Esports. So, we're going to speculate it. 
We're going to come up with some theories. We're going to think about what's going to happen next. And uh, we're going to have our hopes, dreams, and expectations all ready to go. So stay tuned for that. Will, is that it for the show? Are we good? Please. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, it was great watching Worlds being a part of this. I enjoyed every second of it. I'm sorry if my notes weren't the best. I feel like I don't, dropped the ball feel, a little bit, no. but I was trying my best to keep up with two streams at once. Thank so, you all for listening and making it through this long episode. Josh, I'll kick it back to you for the finish. Thank you. Listeners, it sounds like Will's trying to get a cop out here for not taking good enough notes. I'm, just, I just, I'm totally kidding. Okay. You did a great job. No. You did a great job. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I'm more of a, I need to be better all the time. So I feel like I didn't do good enough, but that means I'll just be better next time. Look at, look at it this way. Okay. And this is the segment where we ramble. Of course. Always. Yep. Think about it this way. This was your first worlds where this was the first one where you watched, right? Watch the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So not only was the first one that you watched fully, but you also took notes on damn near everything that happened as well. Like no one's expecting you to get it perfect the first fucking time. I didn't get it fucking perfect the first time. Are you kidding me? And I watch this shit all the time. So don't, don't feel bad at all. We're going to kill it next time. All right. Absolutely kill it next time. Woo. And also for the listeners out there, if you've made it this fucking far, I have a question to ask and I'll probably post the poll on Twitter as well. But after listening to this episode, what do you think, of us doing that series recap. Would you like us to continue to do the full series, every game, every series? Will shaking his head like, I don't really want to do it. But, what? Just, okay. I'll, I'll I just, I have ideas. We will talk. We will post. We will ask questions. We will I'm figure I'm excited out. to hear what your thoughts are. Um, But let us know what you'd like to see moving forward in regards to not only series recaps, but everything. I just want to know your opinion. We appreciate it. Good or bad. It doesn't matter. Helps us out in the long run. But ladies and gentlemen, that is finally going to do it for episode 16 of HCS Pro Talk. We want to thank you very, 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 very much, Trevor, that was for you, for listening to this episode and to the show in general. We'll see you next week. And until then, bye bye